Popcorn Boys, and we're coming in hot. We are coming at you live from Culver City, California. Oh. I am Kyle Jameson. With me is Daniel Trainer and Daniel. Yes, sir. The first rule of an episode about Brad Pitt. You know what it is? <laughs> There's no rules about an episode about Brad Pitt. What? Now, the first rule of Brad Pitt Club. That's not what you said. I know. But you didn't get where I was going? Yeah. I did. That's why I said what I said. Well, there are rules. There are? Yeah, you don't talk about it. Oh, right. You don't talk about it. Oh, boy. You should have rewatched Fight Club. I know. I didn't rewatch it for this episode. <laughs> Too nervous to watch it. Mm. For what it might do to my insides. Oh, your insides. <laughs> well, outsides, insides. Oh, boy. Well, oh, we were. Oh, you know what? We were going to. We can still sort of do it, but we were going to rank how hot Brad Pitt is in all of these movies. Oh, yeah. We're going to have to do it as we go. I can do it as we go. Pretty easy. Yeah. There's, I mean, we can do, uh, maybe at the end, we do, we can do a, a Mount Rushmore of hot. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll touch on it as we go and then we'll Please. Mount Rushmore is hot. Please. Okay. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, all right. If you have the only rule, there are, you don't talk about the Brad Pitt episode. But wait, then then people won't share the podcast. Yeah, but uh, huh. we've really backed us into a corner here. Yeah, not ideal. Let's see, any other memorable quotes from a Brad Pitt movie? Yeah. Um. Uh, hey guys, I'm getting eleven of us together. <laughs> hey, do you like this hair dryer in my hand? What? Is that what he says? Hair jar? Hair dryer. Hair dryer. Thelma and Louise? Oh, right, his right, right, right. His famous saying, hey, gals, you like this hair dryer in my hand? <laughs> What's on the pod? This actually is a good question. Brett? What's on the pod? What's on the pod? <laughs> what is Brad Pitt's most famous quote from a movie? It's going to be what's in the box, right? I guess. Yeah, it's probably the Fight Club thing. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. right. What, are we missing anything? Um, the stuff. What does he say in Meet Joe Black? I was literally just thinking that. Hello, Joe. <laughs> that's but that's Anthony Hopkins. Meet Joe Black. Another Anthony movie. Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. I believe so. Uh, Meet Joe Black. Another yes. another movie that neither of us watched. Oh, should have though. But honestly, I know it's four hours long. It's yeah. A big big commit. Yeah. You like Degs? I can't wait to reveal to people. I mean, that's another one of his famous quotes. You like Degs? Yeah, okay. I didn't watch that one either. Well, I did. I know. We have a lot to reveal to the listeners about what we've been up to. Hector! I thought you were about to sneeze. Hector! All my Troy heads out there will know. <laughs> my Troy heads. Will know what I'm talking about. Good God. I'm excited to tell people what we've been up to the past couple of weeks watching these movies. We've had some interesting outings. We really have. Uh, I think I watched ten movies. Oh 10 really? Brad Pitt oh, let me add in the mine past up. Few weeks. Ten Brad Pitt movies. I think so. I think I. Well, so, so we saw Bullet Train, and then I think I watched nine additional Bradley. I watched films. one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, unless I didn't add some here. Yeah, I got I got ten, including bullet. Wow, train. look at you. Okay. You know, you know, some of us some of us commit to the research. Oh please. 
<laughs> oh, please. Oh, mind how the, the tables have turned now that you have a busy job? I know. Back back in the early days of this pod, you'd be <laughs> like, I watched 37 movies. I was like, I got three in. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here we are. It's the Brad Pitt episode, of course. Yeah, it's the Brad Pitt episode, of course. Uh, we'll, We're going to kick it off with a brief... Um, box office challenge recap. So I hastily prepared these numbers, uh, so they're probably not accurate. But it oh, the oh quick, my quick math says uh, Daniel has two point nine billion plus and, and change. Let's call it three. It's two point nine three two. So let's call it three billion. No. Oh, okay. No, you're uh, over sixty million away from three billion. So <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves. Okay, fine. Kyle, on the other hand, has 1.1 billion. No, so I do have to say, I'm I, on the comeback I've trail. Never, I've never checked your work on any of this, and that is my bad. That's on me. But I've never checked your work. I mean, it's really just a spreadsheet formula. No, sure, but I'm just saying I don't know that the numbers are right. They're right. Okay. Interesting. We've done this two years. I mean, they're you probably won. they're probably wrong this time. You've we've done this twice, and you've won both times. Yep. And you're setting yourself up here again for another big comeback victory. Oh, baby. I... Oh, the big comeback victory is going to be epic. I'm only down $1.8 billion. So when oh. both when both Wakanda Forever and The Way of Water cross a billion domestic, uh, there's the comeback victory right there. Unbelievable. And that's to say nothing of Black Adam. That's to say nothing of Black Adam indeed. So you, uh, the, the only new movie... Um, this past week was Bullet Train. Ah, the reason for the season. Which you picked with the 37th pick in the draft. Uh, and okay. And has made $38.9 million thus far. I'll take it. Pretty solid for a, um, what round is that? 19th round pick. I'll take it. That was the, the night you know, It's already surpassed your 18th round pick. Which was? The Northman. Ooh. Ooh. Think of the Northman would, I mean, isn't it funny though? Right, you know. <laughs> retrospect is a funny thing. It really, retrospect is a funny. I say that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so well, bullet train of retrospect. Oh, look at that! Feels like a name. That's gonna be the name of Christopher Nolan's next movie. Retrospect. Mm. I like that. Starring a bunch of white guys and one woman. <laughs> and it'll be great. Oppenheimer. Are you excited for Oppenheimer? No. I mean, sure. I'll see it the day it comes out. Yeah, it'll be great. But no, I'm not excited about it. And you'll come out and be like, I don't get what was what happened. Of course. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry for not understanding movies that don't make sense. Oh. It was a temporal pincher movement. A temporal There's... fincher movement? Did I say that right? I think I said that right. It's weird that there's a David Fincher movie coming out this year and no one is talking about it. Or but about. is there? I don't know. Called The Killer. Do we have any inf festival info on that? I don't think so. I mean, maybe. That's not why we're here. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean. Let's not get. Well, sort of. Sort of. Time. Th three times? I think three times. What's the third? Benjamin Button. What's the second? Seven. What's the first? Fight Club? All right. <laughs> <laughs> the movie we talked about mere minutes ago. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> we are going to go through his career. Let's get into the pits. First of all, uh, when were you first aware of Bradley Pitt? Wow. 
That is a really great question. Anything jump out is it in terms of a... Well, I mean, it, it had to have been... Like, Fight Club era Brad Pitt was such a cultural moment that right. I think that that was probably the first time I really, really ever thought about him or like like in a in a in, uh-huh. in, in a certain way <laughs> a certain way huh? but i think even like i was I, I was aware of these other movies i mean 7 came out in what year 95 yeah so it's like i was <laughs> coincidentally my brother 7 years old <laughs> so it's like it, that obviously wasn't a movie i was going to see at that time so i think it, what, or, you were not no, I was not, unfortunately. Um, so early sort of 2000s Brad, I think, is probably when he first got onto my late 90s, early 2000s Brad, first onto my radar. Yeah. Like, I, I was trying to remember even the first Brad Pitt movie I saw. And I don't know the answer to that. That's what I'm trying to figure out, too. And, like, especially in theaters. I couldn't tell you. I have no idea. Um, I remember when Seven came out, because I think my brother saw it in the theater, and I remember him talking, telling me about it or whatever, but I didn't. like, movie gave, gave me some ideas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I didn't see it, of course. I was also too young. Older than me, of course, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I was, I was 10 when it came out, so. Is yeah. Right? Am I only three years older than you? Only? Yeah, it's like three years younger, for being honest. Immature little ass. No, it's just because I'm so youthful. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everyone, everyone touts my youth. Mr. Youthful is, this guy's falling asleep every ten minutes. Everyone touts my youthful exuberance. <laughs> the only time you look youthful is when you look like an idiot pulling up on a scooter. <laughs> Here I am. It's like, oh, my God. Oh, can't beat it. Can't beat He's a nice. doing this again. Can't beat a nice bird ride into town. Yeah. So I end one the no I didn't I said I didn't see you on it you arrived yeah, I, roll, I to rolled dinner. up though you arrived to dinner on one at, I did on, at, at, to well in the middle of our I don't want to get ahead of ourselves but in the middle of a very big day oh yes 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 yeah, okay yeah. all right we Thank gotta get God into it. you remember I I was so prepared for you to be like what are you talking about <laughs> I was just trying to remember what day it was that we went to fifty one kitchen kitchen. Something like that. We gotta talk about that experience. Anyway, <laughs> all right. This podcast really is just gonna turn into like more of a food service podcast, and oh. like maybe oh once in a while, oh maybe boy. once in a Are while we once thoughts. in a while we talk about a movie. Once in a while. Yeah, there will be some PSAs about the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> <laughs> we finally made it. <laughs> I could talk about that forever. Okay, go on. All right, here we go. We're going right into. Oh, sorry, sorry. I was first aware. Of, I, I wasn't really yeah. aware of him in Seven. You know, I heard about the movie he was in. Sure. It probably wasn't. So, Meet Joe Black was '98. I feel like. I mean, I remember Meet Joe Black. I I remember being aware of that and aware of him. Yeah, Meet Joe Black '98, Fight Club '99. It was somewhere in that range where I became aware of him, but I didn't see either of those in theaters. No. Anyway. Uh, let's let's start from the beginning, please. Of course, we'll be skipping on any sort of TV nonsense. We're going strictly movies. How dare you? This is a movie podcast, of course. Uh, we were starting in 1987 
with a movie everybody <laughs> loves. It's called Hunk. <laughs> I mean, he should have been the star, frankly. Well, the fact that Brad Pitt's in a movie not called Hunk. Or, sorry, not the star of a movie called Hunk. Uh, who is the... Who's the titular Hunk? Um, that's what I'm trying to figure out right now. It's going to be like Randy Quaid. <laughs> the top-billed man appears to be Steve Levitt. Interesting. Now, he's, of course, going on to have a legendary career as a hunk. Oh, wait, sorry, sorry. Sorry, it's John... Sorry. The hunk, a.k.a. Hunk Golden, <laughs> is John Allen Nelson. The only hunk golden I know... Plays him. His name's Hank. And he's a dog. I was, re- I was reading John Allen as Joan Allen, thinking she was the star of this movie. <laughs> well, Joan Allen is a hunk. Well, of course. Um, let's see. Oh. He was on Baywatch, so I guess he probably was a hunk. Ooh. Hubba, hubba. Now, you do know I did visit the set of Baywatch as a young child. Yeah, I think you've told the story on the podcast before. Well, there's only so many stories to tell. Did you see Pamela running in slow motion? I think when I was there... Now, okay, I do want to break that down real quick. You do know <laughs> that she's not running in slow motion in person. Eh, that's not my That's not my understanding or my memory. <laughs> I think I was there post-Pam, unfortunately. Mm. One of our greatest artists, and I do mean that literally. Artists? I absolutely love her. Oh, Pam? That's why I didn't watch Pam and Tommy. Did you, see what, did you see what Tommy posted? Oh, his pick? Now, that was like our top story in the site all day today. Didn't <laughs> click it. <laughs> Don't need to see it. Sorry. Yeah. He's got a big hog. <laughs> That's what I've heard. I was, I was I've never this. watched the sex tape. Have you? Oh, of course. Really? Yeah. I've seen them all. Um, <laughs> seen them all, of course. <laughs> I was wondering this morning whether... This should be good. Has Tommy Lee's hog been seen more than any other person's? Ooh, great question. It's got to be high. It's got to be on the. Well, that's up there. I mean, who's on the list? It's Tommy Lee, Ray J. Ray J. People were bringing up the David when we had this conversation at work. That doesn't. But count. like, that doesn't count. I'm talking about in the flesh. Uh, whoever it was in one night in Paris. Yeah, what was that guy's name? Let's call him Rick. I think it was Rick. Yeah, I think so. Rick Caruso? Yeah, Rick, Car- <laughs> Rick Caruso. Oh, we'll, we'll get back on that ourselves. Yeah, so when Rick... Solomon. Rick, Rick Solomon. Solomon. So when Rick Caruso fucked Paris Hilton. Um, uh, who else? Right. I mean, Wait, the answer on. is probably just some porn star. Yeah, that's true. How did we get on this topic? Pam, oh, I'm always ready to talk about the girl. The star of Hunk was in Baywatch. Anyway, uh, we're going back. 1987's Hunk, uncredited performance as Guy at Beach with Drink. <sighs> That's how he started his movie career. Wow. Uh, followed up later that year. I would year, like to watch that, actually. I would like to see him on Beach with Drink. <laughs> followed up later that year with No Way Out. Uh, WCW? Ooh, Kevin Costner's in No Way Out. Gene Hackman's in No Way Out. This what is- a cast. Whew. Uh, another uncredited performance, this time as Party Guest. No Way Out WCW. What do you mean? That was the name of the WCW uh, video game on oh, right. N64. Of course. because then, Which is interesting because then No Way Out became a WWF pay-per-view name. Oh, really? I think after that. Weird. 
But I think pre them buying and post merger, pre merger. I don't know. It must have been post. Must have been post. God, right? that game was so good. I played the hell out of that game. Fantastic game. Oh my god, it's so good. Pick up weapons. Oh yeah. Great stuff. Uh, we're still in 1997. He's still uncredited. It's No Man's Land. He plays a waiter. Okay. No Man's Land stars Charlie Sheen. Ooh. And Randy Quaid. Wow, really? Yeah. God. Oh, that's fun. What a cast. What do they keep in touch? It's quite a career so far. Yeah. Uh, still in 1997. Still uncredited. This time it's less than zero. He played partygoer slash preppy kid at fight. Now, is that two separate characters? <laughs> so this is an Andrew McCarthy, uh, Jamie Gertz, Robert Downey Jr., James Spader flick. Less Than Zero. Have you ever seen Less Than Zero? No. Yeah. No. All right, we're moving on to 1988. We have a credit now. Oh. Uh, the Dark Side of the Sun. He played Rick. Okay. Uh... This appears to... Oh, he's on the poster. Wow. Which, I mean, makes sense. If you're doing a small movie with... With uh, Brad Pitt in it, you might as well put now him on the poster. Brad, is Brad Pitt his given name? No. Want me to read his Wikipedia page? No. Oh, <laughs> William. of course. William Bradley, of course. Of course, of course. William Bradley Pitt. I have a lot to say about this guy and his parenting, but we'll get there. Uh, he was born in 1963 in Shawnee, Oklahoma. I don't think of him much as an Oklahoma guy. His but... dad was the proprietor of a trucking company, and his mom a school counselor. He moved to Springfield, Missouri, where he lived with his younger siblings, Douglas Mitchell and Julie Neal. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to have to look them up. <laughs> we are? Oh, of course. You tell me Brad Pitt has siblings and I don't know if they're hot or not? Douglas Mitchell. Douglas Mitchell has his own Wikipedia page. I know, but there's no picture. Hold on, I'm looking up Julie Neal. Julie Neal. Julie Pitt Neal. Can you get back to his thing, please? Sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Doug Pitt. <laughs> anyway, where are we? Where were we? Uh, what movie was that? Oh, The Dark Side of the Sun. Traveling in search of a cure for a rare skin disease, a man finds freedom and love along the way. Sure. Wow. Um, 1989. Two movies. We're getting close. Never heard of either of them. Cutting Glass. Oh, he plays Dwight Ingalls. Ingalls. It's spelled weird, though. A murderer is loose in a high school in this whodunit movie. Oh. Uh, doesn't appear to be anybody else in it. I mean. He's the only person of, in it? Of note. Uh, still in 1989, Happy Together. The Starring Turtles Patrick movie? Den- Dempsey oh. and Helen Slater. Uh, Brad Pitt plays Brian. Oh, okay. 1990, so Across the Tracks. Which side do you think he was on, the good or the bad? Well, Brad and Ricky Schroeder played oh, brothers. God almighty. Two brothers, one a drug-dealing layabout, while the other is a hard-working model son. 
When one begins straightening himself out by becoming a high school track star, the other is jealous and retreats into alcohol. We should have watched more of these, to be honest with you. That's true. Who do you think was who here? Well, I'm going to... Well, I think Brad was the was the good one. Who then went into booze? Yeah. Yeah, Ricky looks... Yeah. But Ricky Schroeder now is, you know, alt-right QAnon. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah. That's fun. Yeah. It's a great time. 1991. Here we go. The party's starting. It's Thelma and Louise. Whee! Brad Pitt, of course, plays JD. Couldn't have told you that. Um, do you know what the JD stands for? Jesus, damn. <laughs> Might as well. I don't know the answer. Um, wait, I gotta get back to his filmography. Watch Thelma and Louise again for whatever godforsaken Ridley Scott Ridley episode. Scott episode. We did. Who knows when? It could have been yesterday. Could have been eight years ago. Uh, you know, you want to talk about a star-making performance? It's like that's I, on that's on the short list of like small roles, exploding someone into like superstardom. Yeah, it's really speed. it's really something to watch. Now, there's a there's something that we're going to circle here, and when I say we, I mean do uh, I do mean me. About well, maybe you'll share the same thought. I don't know. Unlikely. It, but it, <laughs> yeah, it is unlikely. But it's funny. <laughs> it's like I feel like every time <laughs> every time we do one of these episodes where it's like you look at somebody's like the breadth of somebody's career. My hypothesis is always, are they good? (laughs) Which is sort of an unfair question to ask when you're looking at, like, a four decades long career of, like, they've made some bad stuff. It's like, well, yeah. But. Well, I mean, I have. Thelma Louise is, it's, it's the start of a conversation that I would like to have where it's, is Brad Pitt good or is Brad Pitt hot? And we can continue the conversation. Next. Why not both? It Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, guess, I guess we know he's hot. So the really good question is, is he good? Absolutely. Uh, Thelma and Louise, one of the all-time. I mean, it's, it's more well, than a, I love that movie, by the way. Great movie. Uh, Brad, and Brad is, it's more than a cameo, but it's like a, you know. Yeah, he's in what? Three scenes, yeah, maybe? Something like that. And he's just. I mean, one of the hottest people you've ever seen in life. <laughs> bookmark this for later for the Mount Rushmore. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's We're going to have the same Mount Rushmore. There's no... It almost feels like three are locked in. Three? I would say so. Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll uh, well, see. I'm curious. I'm not sure I know what the third... We're going to get to the end. the third lock would be, so... Uh... Eh, keep going. Okay. Uh, all right, so where are we here? Oh, we're still in 1991, uh, and he played Johnny Swade in Johnny Swade. <laughs> oh, no. This... It's the titular role. <laughs> I, if you think I can see that. Just look at the picture of him on this. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, he looks like he's playing he... Johnny Neutron. <laughs> That's Jimmy Neutron, but... <laughs> well, it's Johnny Swade in this oh, one. okay. Um... Clearly, the um, Thelma and Louise breakout, he had already shot Johnny Swade. When, yeah, uh, I would assume so. When that happened. Should we have tried to interview Brad Pitt for this podcast? Probably. Honestly, I bet we could. 
He can't be that hard to get, right? I, I, I honestly mean that. He would like to hang out with us. Like, we're just... I know. Send him an episode, have a beer with Brett. I don't, One think, of the no, I don't think he drinks anymore. What? He went to, He's sober now, I think. No. He was an alcoholic for a while. Then no, he, he wasn't. Yes. I don't think he, I don't think he drinks anymore. I don't yeah, he, he had, like, major alcohol problems. Brad Pitt is, like, all-time have a beer with kind of guy. Well, I got some bad news. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe 10 years ago. Huh. No, um, he, like... I don't know if he ever went to. I don't. I don't alcoholism think. in September 2016. Pitt got sober and began attending AA. Blah blah blah. blah. As I sit here sipping on a beer. Oh, how about that thing where he's he's not a father to his own children? No, yeah, that's wild. He's face blind. What? In 2022, Pitt said that he had struggled for years to recognize people's faces. Oh, please! Due to prosopagnosia, face blindness. No, it's called, I have a bad memory. <laughs> it's called, I was drunk for 40 years and don't remember you. Okay, hold on. I know Wikipedia is... is... <laughs> He's not coming on now. I keep talking to you. Do you think he'd come on after I shit talk his parenting is very distantly related to the 44th president of the united states barack obama i saw that and isn't that beautiful that is i love that anyway uh we're back to 1991 Mm -hmm. oh no wait we're moving on good we only 91 was thelma louise and johnny suede 92 we have cool world years he played frank harris cool world appears franco harris Appears to be an animated film. I don't know what's going on here. It doesn't look good. So we're going to move past it and get to the first one that we both watched. Oh, boy. For the Bradley Pitt podcast episode 1992's A River Runs Through It. Wait, do you hear that sound? Mm, That's the sound of nature calling. (laughs) So... A river runs through it. Would you like to set up this movie? Is a movie about fishing. <laughs> when you hit play on this movie, did you expect it to be so much about fly fishing? <laughs> well, to be honest, kind of. Oh, based okay. on like what what my image of like what I had pictured in my head just from clips from this movie that I've seen throughout the years. Yeah, was pretty much exactly the movie I expected. Yeah, I mean, a first watch for both of us, right? Yes, I'd never seen it before. Correct. Uh, it takes place in Montana. Looks beautiful. Which we'll be coming back to in a few years. Well, I, I, didn't, I didn't take the return trip. <laughs> well, if I'm being honest, I'm not sure he left Montana in between these two Maybe movies. not. When did it come out? Oh, uh, yeah, it wasn't until 94. Well. So he left for a bit. Yeah, well. He, he went to some interesting places in between. Anyway, a river runs through it. Uh, would you would you care to explain a river runs through it? No. Okay. Uh, I wrote a nice nice little movie about family and brotherhood. Beautiful beautiful setting. Beautiful in Montana. gowns. A lot beautiful of fishing. Um, well, my biggest Brad Pitt takeaway of this movie was so Brad Pitt and uh, some other guy. The other, his brother? Yeah. Craig Sheffer, Craig I think? Sheffer. Who is also unbearably hot. Is he? Yes. All In right, this well, movie, at least. All right, fair, fine, whatever. You think he's hot, I, you know, I'm not sold, but... 
so they're they're the main two main characters, and it's about their their brotherhood throughout uh-huh. the years and fishing and a bunch of other stuff. Um, wait, hold on. Am I confusing it with the? Th- oh I'm already God. confusing You're it with getting the movies of the fall. confused. Do they go to war in this one? Do they go to war? Yeah. Do they go to war? Uh, no, they don't go to war. That's Legend of the Fall. Right. There's three brothers in Legend of the Fall. No, there's no war here. Okay. The only war is in their minds. The only war is in their minds. War with them and between them and the fish. Well, this one, this one guy's just like smart little brainiac. He goes off, blah blah blah. Brad. Oh yes, yes, yes. Brad Pitt is his journalist. He wants to stay in Montana because he loves Montana, blah, 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 blah. There's a speakeasy. There's a Native American woman who they won't let into the speakeasy. Oh, yeah. There's uh, a guy who gets sunburned because he sleeps in the sun and you know, oh, yeah. Yeah, all yeah. of these things. It's I, – I actually quite – I enjoyed this movie. It's, it's very it's a pretty decent it's movie. It's, like, beautiful. It's, yeah. like, stunningly beautiful. Robert Redford directed. Yeah, right. We didn't mention that. So – um, but the thing about this movie to me, so it's it's Brad Pitt and Craig Sheffer. No offense to old Craig. I know. But it's tough. Throughout the movie, you're just going, well, one of these guys is a star. Yeah. And the other one is not. Craig Sheffer, I looked this up, and I couldn't remember one single thing, of course, but he, I think he's, like, still acting. I he's on, like... He was on, like, JAG or something, right? Something like that. JAG, sort of maybe an NCIS. Oh, he was on S- One Tree Hill. <laughs> okay, well, that is not the same. Uh, and I do think there was some complaint about his behavior on set, possibly. But, oh. um, uh, That's fun. I thought he was quite good as well. Did you know... Yeah, he's fine, but, like, the whole time I was like... Because he's kind of the lead of the movie, and Brad Pitt is, like, his right. brother. Right. And the whole time I'm just going... Brad Pitt should be the lead of this movie. So this is so a river runs through it is based on a book. Did you? So there's a. <laughs> this is a quote from the movie that is not in the book. At that moment, I knew surely and clearly that I was witnessing perfection. He stood before us, suspended above the earth, free from all its laws, like a work of art. And I knew just as surely and clearly that life is not a work of art, and that the moment could not last. And I would like to tell you that that uh, quote is displayed at the base of the Michael Jordan statue outside the United Center. What? Thank you. A but quote from A River Runs Through It <laughs> is displayed at the base Wait, that, that quote is the... in the movie, isn't it? That's what I said. It's not in the book. Oh, I thought you said it was in the book, but not in the movie. Sorry, no, sorry. No, I had no. it reversed. It's... it's, it's... That is at the Voice base. over talking about Brad Pitt, right? That is at the base of the Michael Jordan statue. <laughs> the Outside the United Center. That absolutely beautiful. Is. Now, the other note I want to say about uh, this movie is, uh, this is the only movie I did any sort of research for, but... Um, yeah, look at you bringing the facts. He, well, you know, you know, it's fun. Like this is the first one I watched for the podcast, right? It's like, ah, oh, I'm in it, I'm excited, and then we get to a weekend. I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? Twelve Monkeys for? <laughs> well, I've already forgotten what happened in a room that runs through it. Versus, uh, this is a quote Legends that Brad. Fall, but this is a quote that Brad Pitt said about uh, the movie. Robert Redford made a quality movie, but I don't think I was skilled enough. I think I could have done better. Maybe it was the pressure of the part and playing someone who is a real person, which, by the way, we haven't mentioned that. And the family. He's a real person? Yeah. Oh. But it's like, it's like it's based nice. on a true story. It's like, it's not that good of a story. Uh, it's like, 
we gotta make a movie out of this. They go fishing. Yeah, but then okay, so this is well. Wait, I'm always actually wasn't done. Maybe it was the pressure of the part and playing someone who was a real person, and the family was around occasionally and not wanting to let Redford down. Mm. Essentially, he did not like his performance in this movie, is what he says. Which is interesting because it's kind of the it's his first like big movie lead role, and it kind of continues the trajectory. That uh, he burst onto the scene with Thelma and Louise, and then now he's his, he's you know co-leading a movie, and he's a star, and it's it's a yeah. successful movie. It's a pretty good movie. He's uh, well liked in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not by the ca- the other characters in the movie, mind you, because yes, as the movie ends, he does. Uh, I believe in text <laughs> at as the movie is over, it's like, oh yeah, he was uh, beaten to death. <laughs> Tough. You hate to see that. Yeah, uh, unfortunate break for old. Uh, who is he playing? Uh, call him Tom. Uh, Paul. Oh, okay. Close. Oh, fun fact: Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays the. Oh my young, god! Of course. Young yes. Craig Sheffer character. Yes. Annoying from day one. He <laughs> <laughs> gets. You could see it immediately. <laughs> That's true. This guy is going to be annoying. <laughs> oh, that, is, uh, that is a fact. Okay. Uh, we are moving on. Any other river runs through it? Thoughts? Not literally not one. Decent movie. Check it out if you haven't. Yeah, decent movie. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's two sons of a stern minister, one reserved, one rebellious. You're, re- you're telling us grow up now. in rural 1920s Montana while devoted to fly fishing. <laughs> not the best kind of, you know, not the most enticing log no. line there, but here we are. So then, now suddenly it's 1993. Mm-hmm. Where are you in 1993? In my life, where was I living? Yeah. 93, I was in Michigan. So you weren't in California with a K? Because <laughs> that's the name of Brad Pitt's next movie. No. California with a K. I think at some point we're going to have to pick one of these It's actors. not called California with a K. I'm indicating. No, I got it. I got with it. A at what point we're going to have to watch every single movie somebody's made. <laughs> I know. It's... California with a K. Now, what happens here? A journalist duo go on a tour of serial killer murder sites with two companions, unaware that one of them is a serial killer himself. Whoa! It's Brad Pitt. It's Juliette Lewis. It's David, oh, well, this is where they started dating, David I assume. David Duchovny. We haven't even started talking about Brad's dating history. Why does he date all of his co-stars? What the hell's wrong with this guy? What do you mean? She's weird. Why? I don't know. That's fine. We do, if we have time, we do need to nail down a timeline of, like, the Ooh. early Brad dating history. I don't think we're going to have time. Well, if you keep giving plot summaries for well, California the, with a K. The people need to know what California with a K is. Uh, he played early Gracie, or Grace, unclear. Well, how do you spell it? Well, there's an E on the end. Of Grace? Yeah, we get it. G-R-A-Y-C-E. I would say Grace. Okay. I understand the confusion. All right. Uh, 1993, we go True Romance. When did you understand that, like, Will and Grace was supposed to sort of be like a, not a pun, but like, 
Like their names were supposed to also be like, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Cause Verbs? Because I, I think the ant. Oh, I see what you mean. Will and Grace. I mean, just now, I guess. Okay, great. Can't say. Well, I've that's. Spent, I mean, can't I mean, say I've spent there's a lot of, ton of time thinking about. Oh, I'm sure you don't. Will I'm sure you didn't. I'm sure you didn't. About the title, I said. You've have you ever watched an episode of that show? Yeah. Whatever. Uh, like two or three. Yeah, whatever. Jack was too much for you. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, never mind. Is Deborah messing Jack? Because. Oh God! I wish Deborah Messing was on the podcast. It's Deborah Messing Jack. Because <laughs> too much is. Uh... God, I love Deborah Messing. I love Deborah Messing. Can you believe that she didn't play Lucy? <laughs> you don't think I couldn't. That. I knew there was a controversy. I couldn't remember. Well, she did play Lucy on Will and Grace. What? That wasn't that fun. Huh? Deborah Messing played Lucy on it. <laughs> okay, there's not enough time. <laughs> Her character's name was Lucy? No. Was she Grace? Yeah. Okay. Come on. You don't know who Deborah Messing played at Will and Grace. Uh, I just said, is she Grace? But to even ask. Now, but Jack is not Will. Jack is Jack. Jack is not Will. Who's Will again? Eric McCormick. There it is. And who's Jack? Sean Hayes. Sean Hayes. Right, right, right. Just Jack. Huh? Just Jack. I don't know what that means. You should watch it. Just the facts, Jack. The great Just the facts. Will and Grace in its heyday when Will and Grace was great, absolutely an unbelievable show. Okay. One of the great. One of the greats. One of the greats. And then there are some other episodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Can I tell you? Oh my God! I have. Oh, this is so funny. So this will be annoying for people listening, but so I was doing these interviews. I should tell you after, but I'll forget. I was doing these interviews for work the other day. So I told you I'd interview Mindy Kaling and the star of the show that she produces. And so the show is – Are you leaving this in the podcast? Yes, this is fine. Who cares? This is what people signed up for. Um, The interview is embargoed, so don't tell anyone yet. Um, (laughs) So the show that they're on is season three's premiere, and they just filmed season four. And Mindy has sort of made this big deal – not a big deal, but she's like – it's a show about high school. We're just going to end it. Like, we're not going to follow him to college. Like, we're just going to yeah, yeah, end yeah. the show. Like, that's just – it's a it's a four-season sure. show. And I, I sort of said, like, it, it's kind of – when I was talking, though, I was like, it's kind of nice. Like, it feels like there's this emphasis now in, in, in television about, like, going out on top and, like, not letting things run out forever until they sort of run into the ground. And as I'm saying this, you're I'm like, you're she thinks about I'm the talking office. about the office. <laughs> she thinks I'm talking about the office. <laughs> It was horrifying. Oh, in in so the good. middle of my question, I was like, fuck. You started sweating. <laughs> yeah, I was like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> What'd she say? I didn't even connect that. Um, Did she take it in stride? Yeah, she turned off the Zoom. Um, mm. No, she, yeah, she was fine about it. That's very funny. I was funny, like, though. oh, shit. In the yeah. middle of my All question. All those shows, they were great for like four seasons. and then Literally they in the middle of my question, ten. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Because it's funny, I don't even think about her as, like, like, when you say Mindy Kaling, office is, like, not top Yeah, she, she's top imp- kind of impressively transcended yeah, that really. into her career. I know, really. And even though that's by far the most popular and famous thing she's 
ever probably will ever yeah anybody touch. on that yeah. show will ever do right i mean that and not a knock like it's the most popular thing that's ever existed i guess john krasinski is kind of transition trans yeah what, what, he what has for sure he has like Carell has, but he's almost sort of struggled. A l- That's not true. I mean, he's been fucking Oscar nominated. Like whatever, he's doing just fine. But like, that's a little tougher because since he was, I mean, yeah. not that Krasinski wasn't the star, but yeah, Krasin. Yeah, you're right though, Krasinski. They're all impressive. Kind B.J. Of Novak keeps second. putting out stuff. Yeah, he's got that new movie. Mm-hmm. Ed Helms. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that. Oh, I mean, that I, was like while he was still on The Office, he was doing like the Hangover movies and stuff. I mean, I appreciate like what Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey are doing, just like absolutely leaning into. Oh yeah, they. It's I great. mean, first of all, they make. I mean, just being on that show or could never do anything again forever. I assume. I don't know how that all works, but they're so rich. But then to just like do the Office podcast, that is like this huge thing, and like there's books and shit, like. Yeah, and like just lean into it. Whatever the guys, uh, Brian, whatever who plays Kevin, Mom Gardner, he's like the. Do num- you remember when he dropped the chili? <laughs> now that <laughs> he's like, oh no! But he's like the number one guy on Cameo. He's oh, like, can- oh, just T- to not even discuss Cameo, we're talking about The Office. Okay. I mean, Stanley. Uh, all what right. was his name? We need to get back to Brad Pitt because we're we've been talking about The Office for. 45 That's minutes. what she said. This is a movie podcast. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> so True Romance. Ever seen it? I actually have not, and I wanted to maybe for this episode and just did not do that. I saw it for the first time a few years ago. I uh, have not. I know. I've, it's good. Kind of a wild movie. Yeah. It takes place in Detroit. That's right. Or at least a little bit of Where we're going. <gasps> Should we do a podcast from Michigan? That would be Mich- uh, mo- about movies that take place in Michigan. Kyle, I'm gonna start crying. <laughs> <laughs> Should we record it at the football game? Uh, well, probably. <laughs> probably the best thing that happens to me that day. Might be quiet in the yeah. late, late in the third quarter. <laughs> well, I was gonna <laughs> say we can have a whole section to ourselves probably after <laughs> halftime. All right, we got to keep moving here because we got a ways to go. You have a trip uh, to go on. I do. Go on. Uh, 1994, The Favor. He plays, I don't know, somebody. Never uh, heard of it. Elliot Fowler. I don't know. I've never heard of this movie. With 15-year reunion coming up, Kathy has sexual fantasies of her high school sweetheart. She's married, so she sends her BFF to check him out and report back. Things get complicated. I mean... I would watch that right we now. We should put it on. <laughs> we ditched the rest this of this? movies this used great. to be simpler. Look at this. You know. Wow. I want to watch two, that. Two women, three men, one secret. Who are who are the other people in the movie? Uh, and, Bill Pullman. Oh. Uh, somebody named Ken Wall. He's got a mullet here on the movie poster. And the women are Elizabeth McGovern and Harley Jane Kozak. Elizabeth McGovern from uh, Downton Abbey, right? Oh, yeah. I was wondering what I recognized her from. Wow. Wow, good times. I'm going to watch that. I um, could watch something. Ooh. Did you think it's fun for the people listening to this to think about what I want to watch after I'm done recording? <laughs> yeah. They'll, they'll be thrilled. All right. 1994 goes out with a bang with two bangers. 
after the favor. Bang, bang, into the room. Uh, next up, 1994's Interview with the Vampire. <laughs> Help! Is it an interview with a vampire? Why is so, it the? That is what... It, so it's it, interview it's my with a vampire. Problem. I'm so mad. Oh, it's with the vampire. It's the. Okay, sorry. So it's no, interview with uh, the. No, is better. Well, yes. But interview with the vampire. But hold on. The, yes, yes, that's a separate issue. But for some reason on IMDb, it does interview with the vampire colon the vampire chronicles. Oh, I know, I know. Which they've like retroactively done because this is like a. No, I don't think so. like in the like title screen on the movie it says that. Does it? Yeah. I thought they like retroactively did this because they were like, oh, this maybe we could make like a. Oh, I don't think so. Well, you, you do know they're sequel. making a TV show about this that's yes. coming out in like a month or something. So I didn't realize this was from like a novel that they've done multiple projects. Yeah, I don't about. know enough. Like people know these characters that Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise are playing. Oh, yeah. And their names are... I'll let you say it. I'll uh, let you reveal it. Because I know, I know them. I'm just going to let you say it. All right. Brad Pitt is playing uh, Louis de Pont du Lac. <laughs> And Tom Cruise, of course, is playing Lestat de Lioncourt. Lestat de Lioncourt. What a better name. Lestat de Lioncourt is an all-time name. Louis de Pont du Lac. <laughs> Doesn't do it for me. Doesn't quite do it for me. Now, this is a film. Um, Kirsten Dunst, by the way, of course, playing Claudia. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, who? Claudia, but when does she, when does she become Shetty? Shetty. <laughs> Mummy. <laughs> Mummy. Mama. <laughs> Mama. Shetty. Has gone to heaven. Shetty. <laughs> Unbelievable. If you haven't watched Interview Mama. with... Uh, the, with, um, Mama. With... Mama. Has a gone. With the... With a vampire. Mama. Has gone... To heaven, Shetty. I cannot recommend this movie highly enough. I'm sad we didn't watch this together. It, right. This would be a fun movie to watch with someone. Uh... <laughs> This we texted about it a little bit. I only have one note. That's just was I just wrote insane movie. That was I my only actual note. I um, don't. I did not particularly care for this movie. Oh, me neither. I it thought it bad. was uh, way too long and weird and whatever. But like, there's something so unnatural about seeing Brad and Tom on screen together. Like it does. It almost doesn't compute. Like. Yeah, they don't. They don't. They're low, they're. It's a little oil and water. Well, they don't have any chemistry. It's weird. You, but like, it's just. It's so strange seeing, like seeing like Brad and like Clooney or like Brad and Matt Damon even or like even. But like seeing Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise, it just there's something about it that makes no sense. I wonder what because because I agree, but I think a large portion of the blot blame pie chart there is that they're both being like weird vampires yeah i'm yes. wondering if like you know if but can you even imagine like but if tom cruise is playing george clooney's role in like oceans 11 i, think I was they, just gonna I'm say i'm wondering whether they would I don't, I don't know the answer but like i also got the feeling that they didn't and i don't know this but that they didn't particularly like each other like yeah, that's just based on their chemistry. Based on being watching the nothing. movie itself. Yeah, like, I mean, they're kind of like enemies in the movies, sort of. But then of. also, have you ever heard of the two of them talk about one another again? 
I don't like this. So. This movie was like a fairly big hit. I think it did okay, and like it's obviously been the thing that is like it was like a big deal. Sustained certainly. in the culture, like Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. I don't think are like bros. I mean, no, Tom Cruise not. doesn't have well because Tom Cruise doesn't have friends, which is the biggest problem. Like, do you think he tried to get Brad into Scientology? Maybe. Good question. I don't know. It feels and that's like that's probably why they don't talk. Well. Interestingly, there is that story that went around in the last I, days. Yes, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. That uh, what's his name from Bullet Train? ATJ. Yeah, Aaron Aaron Taylor Johnson um, said that Brad Pitt apparently keeps a shit list of actors that he's worked with and will never work with again. I based on kind of what? Okay. General so, dickheadedness. So what are we doing trying to go to Mars? What are we doing trying to go to space? You want to find the shit list? When there's a list (laughs) (laughs) that Brad Pitt has of people he never wants to work with, who is on there? Now, I've been thinking about this, of course, for days. I don't think my biggest question is Did Brad Pitt write this list? Is is that on a piece of paper? It's all I want to know. Do you pencil? Does he erase them sometimes? Does or is it Brad in a pen? Pitt, because Brad Pitt to me does not seem Is it like, on his notes app on his phone? No. Because Brad Pitt to me does not seem like a guy who fucks with technology at all. I don't think Brad Pitt knows how to work a computer. Like, he could, like, get a... Like, ish. Yeah, that checks out. But I don't think he knows how to... I bet Brad Pitt has a phone, but has, like, 20,000 emails and, like just doesn't know he's just not tethered to it yeah i agree so he may have i i think it's in his head i don't think i mean god i would love it if he sat down and wrote it down i mean that's that would be the best thing i've ever heard in my life well i guess the the i mean the way to figure it out would be to like go through his co-stars and see who he never worked with again now that you can at least get the preliminary the preliminary list but he's i mean he has that like group of guys that like the Cloonies and like the Damons and like I think he and Leo got along, right? But again, he's just this guy. Like I don't really know who his friends are, or like he doesn't like other than the uh, out Oceans movies aside. Right. It's not like he's continuously worked with people. Right. I mean, he I worked mean, with Fincher three times, as we said earlier. Yeah. You know one, you know, you know one person. Now that I'm thinking, I really hope they're not on the shit list because have they worked together again? Who? The star of this movie is Kirsten Dunst, who, by the way, is absolutely phenomenal and a star. This is a, you want to talk about a star-making performance? This yeah. blows oh. Thelma Louise out of the water. Well, I don't know about that, but she's fantastic. She's great. Love it. A star. And look, isn't it weird? It's weird. It's so strange. Also, in my head, in my head, Kirsten Dunst and, like, Brad Pitt are, like, contemporaries. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, pre-seeing this, and right. I knew I knew they were in, whatever. I knew they were in this and she was a kid and whatever. But, like, without really thinking about it, like, Brad Pitt and Kirsten Dunst could play husband and wife. Yeah. And now it's like, look at what this industry does to women absolutely unbelievable <laughs> it's unbelievable and did i just say that i made this up in my head of course but that's because of the industry <laughs> look okay. the only thing that matters about this movie is that there's the iconic red carpet photo of brad pitt and tom cruise <laughs> together with their long hair 
it's the greatest photo well, ever taken. Other, I mean, that's another thing. It's like, they both are so ugly in this movie that it's just like kind of a waste. <laughs> right. You know, it's sort of like Brad and Tom at their peak. Yeah, it's weird. How, and you're like, like you're just like these pasty vampires with long hair who are saying things like, Mama, Shadi. <laughs> it's so weird. They're like, Mama, they're like, Shadi. Sort of French, but in Louisiana, they're in, I, they're in the French Quarter, I assume. Yeah. But like, what a what a bizarre movie. It's really strange. Was this the like, was this the start of like the vampire craze? I guess Dracula probably was, huh? (laughs) (laughs) It could have been. Very weird. Uh, Of course, the um the narrative of the movie, or the what's what am I looking for? What's the phrase I'm looking for? Logline. No, no, no. The like the interview portion with Christian Slater. Oh, that serves as the narrative uh device. Device. Yes, thank you is hilarious <laughs> christian slater just interviewing brad pitt but like he doesn't know he's a vampire but then he does and then he kill yeah him? does he kill him i forget yeah. <laughs> anyway very weird what some this movie made no sense no antonio bandera shows up like two-thirds of the way through there's and there's like magic there's happening. a lot going on at the end it's also like it's very, it's very. Uh, there's a weird relationship going on there with the Brad Pitt okay. character and the Kirsten Dunst character. It's like, yes, they they're sleeping in the coffin together. <laughs> when she had her little coffin, that was cute. <laughs> that was cute. There are some moments you're like, oh, that's funny. Anyway, weird movie. Uh, if you're into vampire shit, stop being a weirdo. Um, up next, any other? Uh, Interview with the vampire, the Vampire Chronicles thoughts. Um, the only other note I have is Brad is awful. Kirsten's acting circles around him. Next, Brad is awful. He, Brad is pretty huh. bad in that movie. Well, yeah, I don't think it's sure. Sure. Nineteen ninety four, Legends of the Fall. Didn't um, make it to it. Another one that takes place in Montana. This one is this kind of the same movie as we said earlier as uh, River Runs Through It, but with a bear. Uh, in the early 1900s, three brothers, so there's three brothers now instead of two, Ooh. and their father living in the remote Up wilderness in Montana are affected by betrayal, history, love, nature, and war. So this one is actually pretty uh, pretty fun. So it's three brothers. The youngest one gets married. Youngest One, one of the brothers gets married. I think the youngest. Brad Pitt, I think, is the middle brother. Uh, Anthony Hopkins is playing their dad. Got it. Uh, and then the youngest brother is just like, I'm going to go join World War One. He's going to go join World War One. Yeah. Like, uh, Anthony Hopkins is like an old colonel or something, and he's retired and taking his family out into the middle of nowhere in Montana to kind of avoid society and duties and everything. He's like, you know, he's anti-government and everything so in off the grid guy yeah he wants to go off the grid so youngest son could you ever go off the grid could i or have i (laughs) (laughs) yeah have you (laughs) yeah i did a few you know a couple couple months ago i think i could go off the grid how long do you think you could go off the grid for Uh, 15 minutes 
before you had to check your phone again? What does being I mean, off the grid mean? Honestly, in today's society, like going off the grid is when I put my phone on airplane mode for when I'm at the movie theater. Oh, honestly. Just to feel so disconnected. I mean, like, even, yeah, it is. But I think I could do it. Sure. You know? Yeah. Just go live in a cabin in the woods. Yeah, why not? God, forget it. Leave all this behind. Do they have DoorDash out in the cabins? <laughs> Not sure how I'd eat in this scenario. Oh, I do need to watch movies. <laughs> anyway. Ooh, how am I going to see the whale? Youngest brother decides he's going to go join up the effort in World War One. Mm-hmm. Boy, sounds um, like saving Private Ryan. And kind of during the goodbyes, there's a kind of a little moment between his wife and Brad Pitt. Uh-oh! And, and like, older brother, like, notices it. Who are the, who are the brothers, by the way? Uh, Aiden Quinn plays the old oh. brother. And Henry Thomas plays the young brother. The guy with the English muffins? No. <laughs> Henry Thomas is, is Elliot from E.T. Oh, right. You said that. Yeah, yeah. Ah, good for him. Anyway, so so uh, the, the three of them, the, so the, all the brothers go to World War One. <laughs> all of the brothers go to World <laughs> War One, as but, if it's a theme park. And the other they just show up, they're like, where's the war? And Elliot gets killed. Oh. And so they come back and uh they leave once he gets killed? Basically. They well, they were kind of only going cuz Where's the duty to country? They were sort of only going there to try to protect their younger brother and they felt. So <laughs> like Brad Pitt is very upset about it cuz he was like trying to save him and he he didn't didn't get there in time. Yeah. So old brother goes back first and like proposes to to the wife, Elliot's wife. Oh my god. The widow. Old brother's like, disgusting. I'll take care of you. I'm in love with you. And she's like, no. And then when Brad Pitt returns, they start hooking up Ooh. because she's obviously in love with him because he's Brad Pitt. Of course. Um, but then, but Brad Pitt is really like broken up about the whole thing about his younger brother dying, and so he disappears for a while and like. I want to say he sails the seas for a while. He basically becomes a pirate. Oh. Or something. That's probably not right, but it's something along those lines. Anyway, he he's a gone. Pirate he like, or something. <laughs> he disappears for a long time. Um, she's like, I'll wait for you. He's like, don't wait for me. I'm a psychopath. And they're writing letters. And eventually he's like, stop waiting for me. I'm not, I'm never coming back. Um, and so eventually she marries older brother. But then Brad Pitt comes back. Oh. Anyway, you get the point of what this movie is. Isn't there a bear? Yeah, there's a bear. Um, Brad Pitt, when he's a young kid, gets like kind of attacked by a bear at the beginning. Oh right. And then he, at one point, they're hunting and he sees the bear and they're like, Brad. The same bear? Yeah, they're like, Brad, shoot the bear. That's the bear yeah, that attacked yeah, you. And he's like, he he eventually doesn't shoot the bear because of course it's Bart the bear. <laughs> Everyone's fave. Um, I think I pretty much covered that. There's no more that you want to get into? Something else happens with the bear at the end, but I don't remember what. He sleeps inside of it. Anyway, it's kind of a, a, like a love quadrilateral with the... Oh, what now? Well, I was going to say a love triangle, but there's four people involved. A so quadrilateral? A quadrilateral, yeah. Isn't that just a square? Well, a, a square is a quadrilateral, but a quadrilateral is not necessarily a square. Uh, that's enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, good movie. Good movie? Was this a good, I'm not sure if it was a good movie. It was, yeah. like, fine. I mean, th- that's a fun one to watch for the purposes of this 
podcast. Yeah, exactly. Like, am I ever going to watch Legends of the Fall now that we're not doing a Brad Pitt episode? Yeah, probably not. And people, if, you know, if we were on TV when I was scrolling, yeah, maybe I'd throw it on. Oh, eventually Brad Pitt gets killed by the bear. He does? Yeah, but, like, as an older man. You're just looking this up? You forgot that? Yeah, I forgot how it ended. Why does he always get killed at the end of movies? Oh, well, that's a great question. Oh, also... Um, Ruining the sequel potential. Not as good a part of this movie is... Uh, Anthony Hopkins is like buddy is like a Native American who's like named One Stab who is narrating the whole movie. Oh dear, <laughs> is One Stab a white person? No, that's good at least. I th- I don't think. Let's hope not. Right. One Stab was Randy Quaid, First Nations actor of Cree and Stony descent. All right. Well. Yeah. No, he's legit. Well, thank God for that. Also, there's something happened where they, uh, yeah, the family was always kind of after Brad Pitt for some reason. Or not the family, so. The family. People, oh, well, yeah, there was, there was prohibition stuff again. Oh, in the movie. Yeah. Like, oh. Isn't that also in A River Runs Through It, the yeah. prohibition stuff? Yeah. That's why he gets beaten to death, right? Yes. Well, yes, he owes money to people for card games or whatever. Right. Wait, what it? There's a part where Brad Pitt kills a bunch of dudes. Now, which movie are you talking about at this point? I can't remember which. That's the whole problem. Oh, my God. Somebody gets killed. He doesn't really kill people in A River Runs Through It. Yeah, no, it's in this one. Oh, yeah, yeah, here it is. Um... Oh, oh, right. This was the other part. I forgot. Okay, so... Fucking Tim Allen over here. So after the widow marries the older brother... Yeah. Brad Pitt, when he... After he comes back and finds out that he married the older brother, he marries the woman that was like a kid when he left. I think... It might have been... Might be One Stab's daughter. It might be One Stab's daughter. She goes by Isabel too. Not making this up. <laughs> anyway, uh, Isabel too gets killed by a police officer, and then Brad Pitt beats the police officer nearly to death. Now we're talking. Yeah, that was good stuff. Um, but then like the po- the the police officer's buddies are forever kind of going after Brad Pitt, and eventually, um, Anthony Hopkins and older brother and Brad Pitt have to team up and and kill the police officers or something. Got it. It's pretty good. This some you know, it's okay. It's not like a crisp movie by any means, but sure, an enjoyable watch. Sure. Anyway, where are we? I went too long on Legends of Whatever the Fall. comes after Legends of the Fall. Ah, seven. Oh, baby. Nineteen ninety-five. <laughs> was that? That's me watching the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so seven. C7N. <laughs> C7N. 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 <laughs> Seven. Um, David Fincher's second movie, but his what? first like real one after Alien 3. What a picture. Awesome movie. What a picture. One I rewatched, of course. Re- also, I also rewatched it. This movie is... Could have been put out today when it doesn't feel a second dated. That's that's really the remarkable thing about it. 
for me. Other than like re- doing research at the library and not on cell phones or whatever. Well, sure, right. But yeah, but even even it almost makes it even more remarkable where you don't that stuff just even that doesn't even feel that old. It just I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. It uh, it's a great movie. It's it's just it's fantastic. I mean, like even the fact that you know we you know we're about to get into God. Uh, we, we if we talk about this next movie for more than a minute, I'm gonna have an aneurysm. <laughs> but the fact that. Seven came out at the same time as some of these other movies that we're talking about that don't that certainly show their age. Yes, uh, Seven just looks remarkably modern and and cool and it's just a it's one of those movies that uh, we were I think we were saying this like I it's it it's one of the first movies I think I'd ever seen growing up where I it sort of really made me appreciate movies and i know that that's sort of a boring sort of thing to say certainly about like seven which is a movie that like i think a lot of people love and are sort of uh i don't know you know i think it's just it's taken on this thing we're like whatever but to like piggyback off that, I think more specifically, it made me think about like directing. Right, I think that's you know, a where better you like way. kind of notice things that are happening. You know, specific camera shots or like. Yeah, I think that's a better way of, of explaining it. Yeah, and um, it's just a great movie. It's but it, it. I I honestly like. I've always loved Seven, but like rewatching it this time made me love it even more. It was just like I. I it was, it was better than I, I expected it to be good going in, and it was better than I remembered when the, I rewatched. The one thing that I would like to say, and then we we can move on, is uh, no one has ever looked better wet than Brad Pitt. When just in the rain, unbelievable, <laughs> shocking. I mean, you could you could absolutely shocking. You could change the word wet in that sentence to a lot of other things, and it would still probably play. Potentially. This is, I mean, this as is, a vampire. Oh, <laughs> this is another. Is he hot? Is he a good actor? Or is he just ooh, hot? Ooh, yeah. This might be the quintessential. I think he's awesome in this movie. I think he's. I think he's. I think he's quite good. Yes, I. I agree. But Morgan Freeman too, just killing it. Morgan Freeman's really good in Seven. And we haven't even mentioned Gwyneth, who's just like. We can move on from that. What? Are you not a Gwyneth person? No. Oh I my God! Really? Not a. Gw- How could you not be a Gwyneth person? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do I think she's a fascinating person? She's yeah. the. Gwyneth I mean, she is the high on the absolute best. She is high on the list of people I would rather shoot my head off than have a conversation. Oh no way! Oh, my she's God. hilarious. I don't. I think. I think it's close. What do you mean? I'm close to wanting to have a conversation. Oh, I would love to ha- like have dinner with Gwyneth Paltrow. Be fantastic. Yeah, love her. It's just you know, <laughs> yeah. Goop herself. Yes, goop herself. <laughs> All we'll right, do, we'll do a Gwyneth episode. Seven. Um, can't like seven might be like a one of the ten best movies of the nineties. Yeah. Will I be coming up with my list for that? Yeah, that? That sounds like a late August episode. It kind of does. Although, you're out of town, I'm out of town. 
I don't know what our next episode's going to be. Yeah, this could be. Although a, that does for a well, while. I was going to say that gives us a lot of time to watch movies. That's actually that's not true. We're going to be. Imagine you be like, oh, guys, I know flew all the, flew all the way out here. I'd love to spend time with you, <laughs> but I absolutely have to watch Schindler's List. <laughs> <laughs> I got to see if it's one of the top ten of the nineties. <laughs> Well, I downloaded uh, some movies for the plane. Ooh, already. what? Whoa, whoa, this is huge. What? So I downloaded, feels like a good plane movie, Hustle. Oh. The Sandler basketball one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, I can throw this on and whatever. Totally. Now, if I'm more, if I want to be more locked in, also downloaded RRR. Oh, you know, it's so is that funny. How I say it? Is it triple R? I think it's RRR. Is it R? I think it's RRR. So I'll probably That's start good. with that one and like see if I'm into it on the plane, and if not, I'll bail and just do hustle. That's tough. That's you're what like on your iPad? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's great. I've I've got like great Bose headphones. I know. I know. IPad. It's uh, it's just that feels like you know one of these ones. Where yeah, that you want to see it on the thing. big screen. But yeah. that's not a thing. I mean, we missed our. The window was closed. Yeah, there's no more big screen. So, so I might like, do that. I was thinking about doing that, watching that this weekend. It's funny you say that. Interesting. Okay. There you go. Well, we'll see where I end up. I'm hoping there. I'm I'm gonna try and use my Sunday as sort of similarly to last weekend as a uh, a big maybe movie catch up day. Yeah. So we can chat once you get back about okay. all the things we've watched. Love it. All right, seven. Uh, can't can't. Um... It's so good. I can watch it again. It's on that li- that short list of like I just watched it what like last week. I could throw that on right now and watch the entire thing. A thousand percent. Start to finish. This is one of the movies that makes me wonder where Brad Pitt's filmography ranks in terms of like, you know, your your desert island. You can only mm. you can have all the movies that this person was in. It's a pretty. That's a good one. It's pr- it might be a pretty good one. Also, this is this is the movie it's that makes me wonder diverse, whether which is what makes it interesting. I this makes me wonder whether he's underrated as an actor. As like an actual actor, because he's obviously such a star and such a hot heartthrob. Yeah. The question is always kind of, and you've already posed it, whether you know he's actually a great actor. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if that stuff has overshadowed the fact that he is indeed a great actor. But I'm still pondering it. We'll see as we continue on through these. Next up, 1995's Twelve Monkeys. Oh boy. Well, you talk about being a great actor. Here he is Oscar nominated <laughs> for for his role in the feature film 12 Monkeys. Now, of all the Brad Pitt movies that we that we have watched, well, Interview Interview with the Vampires probably worse, but this was probably the performance that I liked the least. <laughs> he is I, I like, don't I, even know what to make of it. We should reveal at this point that we did this past weekend, we had a Brad Pitt movie day where we watched three movies uh, in one day in pretty much the same seats where we're sitting right now. And this was the middle one where I did. And I, I will reveal because I am brave enough to say I did. I did fall asleep. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, 12 Monkeys of the three that we watched that day was probably the one we were least locked in for. I would say so, yeah. And, like, that movie is – now, in contrast to Seven, this is one of the most, like, dated Yes. It's a, what, 27 I, years ago? I don't have a read on where what people think about this movie anymore. Do people like this movie? Yeah. Really? I don't know if like people still go back and watch it. 
but like I think some people love it as just like weird time travel cool story I fucked did up movie not, but like I did not care for this movie this, the, the like style and look of the movie is so kind of grating yeah in a in a this feels like a yuck 90s thing. yeah it's so it's so bleak 90s yeah and obviously like, that's it that's what it's trying to do but it, right. uh, it just makes it like kind of miserable to watch but it's yeah like the bleak yeah when a 90s movie is trying to look bleak it look it literally it's hard to look at now i feel like a bleak movie now i don't know i'm thinking of a even like a children of men or, or something or like something of where it's like at least it I feel like people know how to. I don't know. It it doesn't have to look as bad anymore. Well, what's funny is that Seven was also a very bleak. Movie. Sure. Like, <laughs> well, no, and the fact that those two movies came out the same year is absolutely unfathomable. Yeah, it's wild. They like, they could not be more uh, different in terms of how yeah. they feel uh, when you watch them. Twelve Monkeys. Twelve Monkeys is a pretty like interesting. Like I think it's better as a. Yeah, an idea, yeah, yeah, or like a short story or whatever. Than how this movie version of it comes out, and part of that is just kind of the Terry Gilliam style that I don't. We've already said doesn't hold up very well for this. Well, I mean, Brad here, Oscar nominated for playing uh, essentially like a mental patient, right? And which you know, we were saying this when we were watching it. It's there's something interesting about the fact that like he was nominated here. Like, this movie is sort of like, at least the scenes where he is in, it's sort of like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest meets, uh, um, yeah. Back to the Future, <laughs> but worse. <laughs> uh, oh, that sounds like a good idea for a movie. Actually, it does, doesn't it? Um, in a very similar setting to, like, like, Angelina Jolie won an Oscar for years later, sort of playing this mental patient. It's like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest meets Tim Burton's 1989 Batman. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, <laughs> like maybe yeah, it's yeah. just a Tim Burton movie. Now we just want to watch One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's... I, 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 I did not care for this movie. Not for me. The Oscars... Uh, it, yeah, I, I I was really into the idea of the movie, but as I said, the execution, you know, I don't think holds up very well. Um, the idea of him getting an Oscar nomination for this, it feels very like, I mean, the Oscars just has a obviously a history of just awarding these like sort of mental issues performances. Well, and also but, it makes sense, and they also love to reward a performance like that or also seven was in the same year like was in the same oscars years too like it was in the same so he's in this he's in seven where it's this big box office success you know his star is on the rise he does this sort of like a little bit more serious thing where you know he's playing this other guy it all sort of coalesces into like a moment for him and so he but like just that every like Whenever somebody plays the sort of mental patient, it's always like in the moment. It, <laughs> Whenever it, someone it never, <laughs> plays the mental patient, it never holds up 
very well. Like it's always <laughs> louded by the performance is always louded in the moment, and then like you look back on it, and you're like, hey, I guess I guess my hypothesis is this. Yeah, isn't that kind of like the easiest thing to do? Like if you're if you were well, right? Because it, it's it, so like big and it's so like ticky. That's such an easier thing to accomplish. But I also think that he this I in a sense I think that his hotness worked in his favor here, where it I He's assume a hot mental patient. I assume people were like. Wow! Like, look, like, look what this guy. Can yeah, I guess do. that makes sense. Yeah, you know, he's like, but in reality, he's not was just he, a model. He's right. It, you know, in reality, was he really doing anything? Uh, you know, whatever. It's I'm I'm forget. Hold on, I'm looking because I'm forgetting now who he. Oh right, of course, he lost to Kevin Spacey. Oh right, for right, the usual right. suspects, also his co-star in uh, Seven. So a weird. Kind of a weird year. Another, uh, but what a year for Kevin Spacey! My God, he's so good in Seven. <laughs> yeah, whatever happened to that guy? No, I don't know. Kind of just went away, I guess. Yeah. All right. What's next? He's big into Christmas though. Um, <laughs> up next, and uh, I do have some bad news that we're uh, we're we're in 1995. Speed up, and we need to finish this in like five minutes. Speed up. Uh, 1996 sleepers. This was a Barry Levinson movie. De Niro's in it. Bunch of people. Have you ever seen it? No. I saw it a long time ago. I don't remember much. Um, after a prank goes disastrously wrong, a group of You're gonna boys. You're going to read the description for every movie. Are you sent just to a detention center speed up. where they are brutalized. 13 years later, an unexpected random encounter with a former guard gives them a chance Christ. for revenge. Interesting movie. Uh, 1997, The Devil's Own. Never seen it. Uh, Brad co-stars here with Harrison Ford. I've never seen it either. Police officer uncovers the real identity of his house guest, an IRA terrorist in hiding. Hmm. That sounds good. I wonder which Uh-oh. one. Which. 1997 again. Seven years in Tibet. Oh, a movie I watched. Oh, the story of Heinrich Herr. Herr. <laughs> An, Aus- an Austrian mountain climber who became friends with the Dalai Lama. Yes, I do just want I do want to just what the hell? real quick just really emphasize Austrian mountain climber. <laughs> yeah, go on. When I think Brad Pitt, I think Austrian mountain climber. Yeah, I'm like you know who he'd be friends with the Dalai Lama. It is. So you watch this. I've never seen it. I did. Brad is not good in this movie. He is doing he's doing this Austrian accent that he cannot pull off. It's just it's not it's it, it's not terrible. There's there's some redeeming qualities here like it is it's a pretty visually appetizing movie for parts of it, but it's uh yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, never seen it. Probably never will. This, yeah. If I was ever going to watch Seven Years in Tibet, yeah, it exactly. probably would have been this week. Yeah, exactly. Didn't get around to it. Yeah, I don't think it's happening. All right, we'll move on then. 1998, Meet Joe Black. Oh, my God. One of the all-time great death scenes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Meet Joe Black is three still hours really, long. Still really Sorry, two hours and 58 minutes. Plot well, Meet Joe Black was a moment. It sure was. So the story here, Death, who takes the form of a young man, asks a media mogul to act as a guide to teach him about life on Earth. 
and in the process, he falls in love with his guide's daughter. Mm-hmm. Good chemistry between Brad Pitt and Claire Forlani in this. Did they ever date? Oh, God. Probably. I don't think so, but probably. Um, Anthony Hopkins, again? Oh, they love each other. Legend of the Fall, this. I thought there was a third, but maybe, no, maybe, maybe did they ever date? Uh, I love me Joe Black. You do? Yeah. No, oh, it's so seen. long, but oh. a really enjoyable watch. I haven't seen it in a long time. I mean, I would never sit down and just watch the whole thing. It's not good like that, but it's great to catch like yeah, sure, twenty minutes at a time of it. Sure. Also, killer um, Thomas Newman score. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Oh my god, here we go. No one can hear this. Hold on, I'm finding the right spot and then I'll put it close to the mic. I don't think this is the right song. I don't think I'm gonna find it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on, the song is called Yes. Here's how it starts. I don't know what's going on there, but uh, you know, I would love to watch Meet Joe Black again. Meet Joe Black's great. I mean, is it great? I'm not sure. I haven't seen. It oh, I time. can't imagine. Um, we move on to 1999, where he has an uncredited role as Brad Pitt in Being John Malkovich, and then follows it up, of course, with Fight Club. No, baby. Um, when was the last time you, have you seen Fight Club in recent years? Not in recent years, no. It's been a little while. I love, I, I love when two guys sit around and start talking about Fight Club. <laughs> Fight Club is um, an iconic movie, of course. Brad Pitt, an iconic performance. Sure. No. Yeah. I mean, Brad Pitt. Uh, Fight Club was a thing. Still is. Have you ever been in a Fight Club? <laughs> You have this idea that you would beat me in a fight, which is one of the most bonkers things I've ever heard in my life. You you apparently think you're you're at his peak, Mike Tyson, with the way you talk about this. Huh? Maybe. <laughs> exactly. Only one way to find out. Yeah. Why don't you hit up uh, Trevante and see? <laughs> I'd rather not. <laughs> uh, fight Club. Uh, should I read the synopsis? There's a fight club, and you're not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> I mean, you know, pretty self-explanatory. Wow. So that wraps up Brad Pitt's 90s. We've only got 22 years to go. <laughs> 23, I guess. Um, It feels like we should talk about Fight Club, but we're not allowed to. So 2000, <laughs> yeah. we get Snatch. A movie you watched? I did. This was the first one I watched for the the Brad Pitt rewatch. Uh, Guy Ritchie, I hadn't seen it in a long time. A uh, really enjoyable watch. Yeah. It uh, it's kind of like your. It's very much like a. Your kind of college bro type movie. Yeah, sure. But it's like great. That was that you know, was that was sort of his era here. He like leaned into exactly. It's it's one of those movies that yeah it, it's big when you're like you know sixteen to twenty two and you throw it on your dorm room and 
you know, you just kind of watch it a million times. And well, we did have different college experiences. Okay. Uh, yeah. So this was uh, I wrote my notes. Uh, Brad Pitt is hot and funny. First Two of all, of my favorite things. And the movie is phenomenal when you're 16 and fine as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> that was my take about yeah. Snatch. Uh, but he's he's like probably the best part of it. Sure. Which a recurring theme in the Brad Pitt filmography. Is it? So far. Okay. All right, moving on. Uh, 2001, The Mexican. Never seen it. Saw it in theaters, of course. My girl, Julia. Julia. Julia and Brad. Did they ever date? No. How dare you? What's the problem? Well, 2001, this is pre... When did he... Wait, 2001. Was he married... I don't know. To Jen yet? Hold on. Looking this up. The fact that I don't know this by heart. What What do I know? The Mexican is a gun. Yes, it is. Uh, it's it's not a good movie. Unfortunately. Yeah, it's funny to have a movie called The Mexican, and you look through the cast, and it's... Oh, yeah. No, it's... A whole crazy. lot of white people. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he and Jen were married at this point. But also, uh, Julia was married... When did she and Danny Motor get married? Danny I mean, who? Who? Danny Motor. Danny Motor Ave. <laughs> Danny Garage on Motor. They got married in 2002. Hmm. Hmm. Wait, did Danny Motor work on the Mexican? Now, wait just a second. Who is Danny Motor? Uh, Julia Roberts' husband for the past 20 years. She's married, still married to him? How do you not know that? I've never heard this name before in my yeah, entire life. Yeah, he's a cameraman, and he's private. Oh, my God. That sounds awful. How do you not know? Uh... Oh, it's with a D, not a T? Oh, yeah. Do they have kids? Yes. Huh. <sighs> do, you know what their, is... do you know what their kids' names are? Hazel. Oh yeah. Phineas and Henry. Yeah, I mean, you saying that I knew that, but I, I wouldn't have put, I wouldn't have pulled those out. I'm trying to figure out the middle of the Mexican. Hold on. So he married. So Julia's a homewrecker, right? Oh, you know. Oh, isn't it always funny that the woman gets labeled a homewrecker? Oh, that's convenient. They met on the set of The Mexican. Yes! In 2000. He was not divorced until 2002. Oh, well, okay. I'm, you know, what do you want me to do? <laughs> what do you want me to do? Oh, I said so the divorce wasn't finalized until 2002. So maybe See, they there separated. You go. All right. Sorry, Julia. Sorry, Vera Steinberg. What did Julia... Julia also, like... Didn't she, like... Wasn't she going to marry... What's his name? And Daniel then, Motor is a practicing Hindu. Who was she uh, going to mo- marry, and then she went and married someone else from the same movie? Are you thinking of the movie Runaway Bride? No, no, no. Um, Wasn't it? Kiefer Sutherland. She almost married him, right? Well, there was that one. She married Lyle Lovett, which is something I would rather not talk about. Right, but she, like... She, like, left... Kiefer at the altar. Basically, yeah. That's great stuff. And God bless. All right, we'll do a Julia episode at some point. We're getting. Uh, Of course, well, for Ticket for Paradise. We're getting. Oh, the greatest movie star of all time, Julia Roberts. Sure. There's absolutely no doubt. Well, um, Gore Verbinski directed uh, the Mexican. Mm, Would not have pulled that out of the hat either. 
2001, he also Team. does Spy Game, teaming back up with his boy Robbie Redford. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, Tony Scott directed this one. Never seen it. No. Uh, seems enjoyable. Retiring CIA agent. Uh, who cares? Who cares, he says. Another one in 2001. Three 2001 movies here. Oh, he was busy. He was Ocean's busy. 11. Well, he was morning. Ocean's 11. Morning what? 9-11. <laughs> I think these all came out before 9-11. No? Oh. When, did Ocean's 11 come out before 9-11? Oh, it had to have. Or is that how we all grieve? <laughs> no, I think Ocean's Eleven. I'm looking for the release was, date. That had on. to be like a summer, two thousand. December seventh, two thousand one. What? <laughs> Ocean's Eleven came out mere months after nine eleven. That's right, my friend. There's no. That is unbelievable. I, you know, so that movie really Bernie Mac's performance. <laughs> what, wait, what do you think the like nation? The, what was the first big movie to come out after September 11th? Well, it should have been Glitter. <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Like, did first, anything come out, like, you know... All right, so September 11th was on a Tuesday, so there's no way they put out anything, like, that weekend, right? They probably would have pushed I'm it sure back. something might have come out. So Should we look up 12, the box office 13, weekend? 14. So, yeah, look for, like, September 15th, 16th weekend. Something like that. You look this up. I'll I'll talk about Ocean's Eleven. Okay. Uh, Ocean's Eleven is great. It is. This is a, this is one of the most watchable movies of all time. The sequels are also great, even oh. though they're a little bit weird. Um, and Brad Pitt is great in all three of these as just like the cool fucking guy who's eating all the time and being hot. I mean, if that's not goals, I don't know what are. <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> the domestic. What? The domestic box office <laughs> for September 15th, 2001. If you can guess the number one movie at the box office that day, it does not appear that anything opened. Okay, that checks out. What, uh, yeah, well, give it to me. Give me that weekend's dom- domestic box office. Well, this is, ju- this is just on September 15th. Okay. Is that the Friday? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Number one movie at the box office and still made, <laughs> made two and a half million dollars. I mean, it's not, people are still out and about. Okay. Yeah. The Musketeer. <laughs> the Musketeers? The mu- Singular. Oh, The Musketeer. The Musketeer. Now, this, There's only one. this actually does feel. Where are the other two? Uh, they, they were, they had to go to war. The <laughs> number two. Really fills me with a lot of joy. <laughs> that on September fifteenth, two thousand one, one point six million dollars were given to American Pie two. <laughs> Look, people just you know. The be- <laughs> this isn't even funny. I don't. Know. Seventh place at the box office on September fifteenth, two thousand one. Shrek. <laughs> sure. Can you imagine? Uh, Can you imagine? Four days after 9-11. Like, you know what we should do, kids? <laughs> Daddy, can we go see Shrek again? Oh, let's go see that crazy donkey again. Oh, that's great. 
Oh my god. I mean, I might have seen Shrek in theaters. That Should I look up the box office for September 12th? September 12th. No, look up. I want to know what the next big movie to be released. Well, How am I going to? Okay, fine. So I'll look up September 23rd. 20. What did I say? Second. It was 22nd. the 15th? Yeah, 22nd. Are you done talking about the Ocean movie yet? Yeah, I mean, what more? There is? Everyone knows the Ocean movies. That's what. Uh, Tim Novak says is the quintessential Brad well, Pitt. Movie. Oh, I we yelled didn't at talk him about, about that. Um, yeah, we posed the question: What Brad Pitt movie do people most associate oh, him wait, with? Just on. your kind of your everyday person. If you were to call up someone, somebody random, and just say, "Hey, when I say Brad Pitt, what movie do you think of first? Wait, what did it? I think. Wait, this is weird. Hold on. I think Fight Club and Ocean's Eleven would probably be in the finals. So for some reason, this did not show up when I was just on that last chart for some reason. Okay. But apparently, and I sort of remember this, but apparently on September 14th, 2001, uh-huh. was, was the release date of the movie Hardball. What's Hardball? The Keanu Reeves baseball movie. <laughs> <laughs> it came out also oh, it came out like the day before it came out on the Thursday right but it wasn't on that last chart I was looking at Keanu Reeves movie the <laughs> September 14th oh yeah this I don't know this yeah it's weird god I'm getting weird flashbacks this is weird so hardball opened the weekend uh after September 11th and made almost 10 million dollars also opened that weekend the glass house Sure. The Glass House. So Hardball did open September 14th, uh, 2001. Said, you know what? People need to see disadvantaged kids playing baseball right now. <laughs> That's what Hardball's about? Yeah. And yeah. what's weird is I saw – I remember seeing it in theaters. So I wonder, You saw Hardball? Of course. Hardball's a great film. On September 14th? Hardball's a great film. Maybe. Hardball made over $40 million. At the domestic box office. Sure. So, you know. So, let's see the next week. Wow. Hardball number one again. So, maybe some movies pulled. Anyway, Hardball is just absolutely churning. September 28th. Oh. What you got? Don't say a word. Which in my head is a Britney Murphy movie. Uh... Now, this is an interesting fact. Now, this is an interesting fact. Zoolander opened September 28th, 2001. There it is. Only opened with $15 million below Don't Say a Word. So, Zoolander... What did it make total? Only $45 million. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Do you think anybody's still listening to this? No. So what uh, is next? Oh, uh, Ocean's Twelve, probably. Let's see. No, nope. I feel like I, I feel like you've done all the. I feel like you've covered. Yeah, the we covered the movies. Ocean. We, uh, I crossed the ocean. Uh, two thousand two. We have Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, where he plays Brad Bachelor Number One. Now is he just playing himself here? Unclear. He's not the star in the movie. 
Wait, what is this movie again? Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. George Clooney directed. He's also in it, along with Julia Roberts, Drew Barrymore, Sam Rockwell. Oh, right, 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 right. Uh, it's a game show thing? I've seen, yeah, I've seen this. I I don't remember Brad in this at all. I think it seems like he has a cameo. Yeah. Uh, next up, 2003, Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas. An animated Sinbad movie in which Brad Pitt voices the titular Sinbad. <laughs> now, this is Sinbad the Comedian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to talk about Sinbad. I was going to read the synopsis, but we're moving on. 2004, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Troy. Oh, boy. Whoo, boy. A movie, another movie I saw in theaters. I had never seen Troy. And, boy... Did I love it? <laughs> you did, huh? Well, I enjoyed watching it. It's not good. Um, I wrote my notes for about Troy were: Is this underrated? I enjoyed it a lot, but it's dumb. <laughs> Troy is like whew, an epic. Like I guess when I put it on, I was kind of expecting it to be like truly awful, because that, that's kind of the perception of it is that it's like this really right. bad movie, and it was fine. You know, it's like, sure. it's not good. It's not bringing much to the table in terms of, you know, yeah, whatever. It's it's pretty basic in your, well, it's hard to call it basic when it's like this massive production. And in like, my head, w- w- earlier when I mentioned there might be three spots already secured on the Mount Rushmore. I was wondering. If I, was, I, was I, I was thinking, Troy, but then I, I did just glance at some photos and I might be wrong. Well, he is very hot in this movie. Yeah, but... And he gets naked in it a yeah. little bit. He's jacked out of his mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, certainly... Um, it's up there. Certainly up there. He is, like, very uh, one note in this movie. He's playing Achilles, who's like... Of course, this is this is about the Trojan War. Sure. I enjoy all the mythology there, so it was kind of, kind of fun to watch. I mean, that means nothing to me. Pretty good cast. Who else is in it? Uh, Eric Bana, Orlando oh, Bloom, right. Brian Cox, um, Diane Kruger plays Helen of Troy. Um, I don't care about any of this. I enjoy it. I like all like this Greek stuff. mythology Sean stuff. Sean Bean, Peter O'Toole oh, is in Sean it. Sean Bean. In the headlines. <laughs> Rose Byrne. Oh, my girl. A young Rose Byrne God, plays like. I don't remember Rose Byrne being in Troy at all. She has sex with Brad Pitt. Well, I'll watch that now. God, I love Rose Byrne. <laughs> She's the best. Didn't realize it was her until I was looking up the movie about halfway through. Sure. Um, Troy, though, you know, uh, underrated. Okay. I was just kind of into the, into the, the old myths. I know? mean, it feels like a, a fun. I'm movie. an Iliad guy. <laughs> People have always said that about me. Yeah. Say. No, I think they're saying he's ill. This guy. Kyle, you're an Iliad guy, right? You're an Iliad? Hey, Iliad. They're saying idiot. <laughs> 2004, we also get Ocean's 12. We've already covered. 2005, we get Mr. and Mrs. Smith. <sighs> now, now, this is where my life took a turn. So, the only notable thing about this movie... Excuse me? Is that Brad Pitt is able to pull off the buzzed head haircut and still looks super hot. 
That's that's the only notable thing about this movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anything else came out of it, right? He really does. I mean, you are right. I mean, this this. So I was like, is this on the Mount Rushmore? But I was like, oh, his hair yeah, is so it bad. Might be, I don't know. It might be. What? It might be on the Mount Rushmore. Well, it's a candidate for sure. It probably should be just because of like what it accomplished. Yeah. Listen, uh, you know, this is a Jennifer Anderson podcast. I, I, I would rather not talk about this movie just because of the trauma that it has caused me in the community. But, um, what community? The Jennifer Anderson community, fan community. Gotcha. We're loud and we're strong. Okay. You know, whatever. <laughs> How's Jen doing these days? Snub for an Emmy uh, nomination. Uh, this is a movie all about chemistry, by the way. It it's not particularly good. Yeah, they're it, electric. It works because it just seems like they want to fuck each other the whole time. And well, yeah, spoiler alert. Well, they were. <laughs> and I don't hold I don't hold a grudge against Angelina. By the way, okay, I don't blame the woman. And I'm sorry, she's over here raising their children while he's off doing God knows what. Okay, that's all I have to say about that. He's making bullet train. That's all I have to say about that. 2006, Babel. Yeah. Didn't watch it. Uh, 2007. Oh, okay. What? No, moving on. We spent 12 minutes on K for California or whatever it's called. Well, I mean, the clock's ticking here. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, Ocean's 13, 27, uh, 2007, already covered. Uh, also in 2007, The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. Fantastic movie. Great, great Wanted movie. to watch it again for these purposes, but just ran out of time. Yes. I had to watch She-Hulk, of course. Man. Uh, should I watch this on the plane? I'm like, should I watch that tonight? It's the definition of a slow burn movie, but like... Yeah. Beautiful. It's one of those... And I, say, I call it more of a film than a movie. Oh, yeah. No, that is definitely a film. It's funny you say that. I was listening to uh, the... Four, well, we haven't... Isaiah aforementioned, we haven't mentioned him, but uh, discussed, I suppose, uh, Steven Soderbergh. He was talking about what you just said, the difference between a film and a movie. Ooh. And, like, he goes into them, like, whenever he starts – but this interview, he sounds like the most annoying person on earth, which I think <laughs> most people know. Sure. But he goes into, like, each project sort of differentiating whether or not he's making a film or making a movie. Oh, I like that. I mean, the ocean movies, movies, definitely movies. But he like talks about them with very high regard, you know. Yeah, he seems like to traffic film, traffic film. Aaron Brockovich probably film mm, could be a movie. Aaron Brockovich is the definition of a film. Don't be, don't get me started. Could be again. a movie. Don't get me started on one of the greatest film performances of all time. Hold on, a movie doesn't mean it's a negative thing. No, not at all. Not at all. Okay, just making sure. You no, know, no, I know. You're right. You're right. But I, I don't know. I, I still think you would classify that as a film. 2008, the third in our triple feature. Oh Cohen, yes, Coen Brothers, Burn After Reading. Burn After Reading, a movie that I, I love for its runtime, and respect for its quality. I Burn After Reading is a movie, not a film. Bur- exactly. <laughs> exactly. In the best possible way. Yeah, exactly. It's Burn After Reading is was such a fun movie to watch again. It is it is swift, it is quick, and I think we said this after. It's like it just it sort of feels like a bunch of friends got together and like made a fun movie for a couple of weeks. Right. Like some of the most famous people in the world got together and were like, We should just do something stupid. 
but it's and like, not and in the best way. But it's like a great script. Yeah, you know, like I love it. I, just, it like, feels like that together. movie. It feels like Burn After Reading doesn't has. I don't know. I'm it doesn't not, get its due. No, it's it's just, a, it never gets mentioned in like Coen Brothers. No, they have and so even many. at the time, it like wasn't even like like that didn't even get a screenplay nomination at the Oscars. That movie was just kind of very much like. Eh. It just kind of came and went. People were like, oh, that's kind of funny. But yeah. I think uh, retroactively it holds up quite well. Yeah, I totally It was a great, great rewatch. Totally agree. All right. Brad, that's sort of this, like, that's like silly Brad. That, like, Brad is sort of, like, that was sort of the first hint. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Was that the that first we get, like, silly Brad? It's really, like, is Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt's a little silly. Brad like, Pitt a, is feeling a little silly. I think there's a little bit of that in the Oceans movies. Yes, and I then, think he was dipping his toes into silly. Yeah. <laughs> silly putty? Um, Were you a silly putty person? Uh, oh, sure. Couldn't get enough of the stuff. 2008, again, so he had two movies this year. Uh, so he works with the Coen Brothers and also with Fincher for The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Um, this is not dipping his toes in the silly, <laughs> silly putty. This is a serious film putty. Yeah, you know, a movie that, again, one of those that, I, I don't know why I say I'll never watch it again, but I just don't really have any desire to, and I, the, the fact that I didn't watch it for this probably means it's not going to happen anytime soon. I'll definitely watch it at some point we'll when, I, Fincher when I do all, oh, I do the entire fil- Fincher filmography. That's, yeah, exactly. That's a good, that's a good. That's this is good. like a good movie, I, I think. It, I feel like it doesn't. People don't really like it yeah. very much now, but I think it's a good movie. It might be underrated at this point, but I'd have to rewatch. Although, it I mean, sure. you have to admire the fact that like it spurned. Like when somebody says, "Oh, he's like Benjamin Buttoning," right? It's everyone like, knows what that means for sure. People say that about me. That you you look really old for your age. Isn't it the opposite? When someone says he's Benjamin Buttoning. Now, what does that mean exactly? He's getting younger. Right, but if you if you are young and they say it, it's not it's not a great I'm sign. young? But if you were No, when like, you say someone you like is Benjamin man. Buttoning, it doesn't matter really their age. It's like they're getting younger. Sure. I mean you would never say that about a ten year old. You say it about a five year old, it's like oh, he looks like an old ninety year old dude. It's not <laughs> but he's great. getting younger. Well, he's improving. Things are getting better, sure. but what a weird movie. Yeah. Tarasha B. Henson, Oscar nominated for that. Really? Yeah. Wouldn't have known she was in it. Well, I, I wouldn't have known anyone who was in it other than Brad Pitt and Kate. And Katie? 2009. This is an interesting run here. So we we go Assassination of Jesse James, Burn After Reading, Curious Case of Benjamin Button, 2009 Inglorious Bastards. Works yeah. with Tarantino for the first time. Yes. Um... I'd have to think about this, but maybe my favorite movie that Brad Pitt is in. Ooh, well, that's a big discussion. Ah, uh, yeah. Now not my, n- yeah. No, he's not. This one's not going to be on the Mount Rushmore of hot Brad Pitt. No. But he is hilarious in this movie. Yeah, he is. Uh, he follows it up in 2010 with Mega Mind, <laughs> where he played. Now uh, that's mine. Metro Man. Now that's my favorite Brad Pitt performance. 
Will Ferrell played Megamind, in case you were wondering. What was Brad Pitt's character where you said it? Uh, yeah, Metro Man. Metro Man, of yeah. course, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Um, 2011, The Tree of Life. Wow. Absolutely love The Tree of Life. Wanted to watch it again for this, and of course, ran out of time. <laughs> but, love it. Um, I would I would like to rewatch this one. This is certainly an achievement. Yeah, I mean, like, Tree of Life falls Maybe a little in... too much film, not enough movie. Well, speak for yourself. But Tree of Life, yeah, I mean, he... In this run that he's on right now, Tree of Life, we talked about um, Assassination, Jesse James. Like, there's, you know, a couple more coming here. Like, you could even say Benjamin Button, Glorious Bastards, whatever. Like, he has this run here where it's just... There's a lot of good stuff. It's a hell of a run. Up next, we, we and like he's going kind of going back and forth here. So we go from Tree of Life, which is this like borderline experimental, you know, beautiful, but like not exactly linear to a, like a real movie movie with Moneyball mm-hmm. and a movie movie that holds up. And he gets his second Oscar nomination. This is only his second one at, through this point. It's just 12 Monkeys and then this. I think so, right? Huh. He only has three. I thought he had four. Does he? What do we... Oh, Benjamin Button, right? Oh, right. Of course. Yes. Uh, Moneyball. I didn't watch it this week, but I watched it within the past year. Yeah. Good movie. Moneyball's good. Some people, like, love Moneyball, which I think is going a little too far. Sure. But it's a good movie, and it's like... This is one of those where, like, you need a Brad Pitt, you know at the top of this movie for it to work. You know uh, what I mean? This is like, this is like, sure. Movie star needs to carry this movie for it to be good. Yeah. And he does. Yeah. Uh, and then to, you know, keeping this pattern going, he follows that up in 2011 with Happy Feet 2, <laughs> where he plays Will the Krill. <laughs> now, how many days do you think he works on Happy Feet 2? There's no way he put in more than 20 minutes. Right? He's Will the Krill. And, and oh, Matt Damon is Bill the Krill. Whoa! So, I assume they went into the studio together and riffed their lines for about 12 and a half minutes. And Can then you went, imagine? Had some beers. Mm, okay. Well, no, he it's was... 2011. He was yeah, still drinking. No, he yeah. was having a good time. Oh, that Happy Feet 2, that set was fucking wild. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 2012, Killing Them Softly. Love it. Uh, decent movie. Saw it in theaters. I think I, I saw... I did too. I think I saw that the Arclight Hollywood... Wait, what year? 2012. That would have been... Yeah. That's when I moved back to L.A. full-time. I'm pretty certain I saw this in the Arclight Hollywood. God, imagine. Imagine. We've, we've tried to figure this out a couple times. I know. Like... There's no way... Like, I... We can't. We, I, we can't get into it. But that whole, like, paths crossing thing, I can't. That That is... What do you mean? Just like, were you and I ever in the same place? Probably the Arclight Hollywood. I well, I know. That's so strange to think about. I'm trying to remember what movie we we tried to figure this out for. I know it was something. I was trying to see if I have my. I, I, this is exactly what I did last time. I looked at my email to see if I have right. an Arclight ticket in my email, but I don't. Anyway. Anyway, uh, we're moving on to 2013, where he does World War Z. Yeah. Uh, 12 Years a Slave. 
and the counselor. What a, what a little trio that is. Interesting, uh, yeah. 12 Years a Slave, he's got a pretty small role, right? Yeah, when he, you know, his company produced that, right. so, he so he wins, the, wins Oscar. the Oscar for that. Did he give the speech? That's a good question. The best picture speech? I don't think so. Mm. I don't remember. I don't either. Ugh. I feel like I would remember if he did, though, right? I know. I, I doubt he, w- I mean, that would be weird if he got up. But... Well, Steve McQueen was one of the producers, too, so he, yes. probably, he probably did. Yeah, that would make sense. Okay. Uh, the Counselor, Ridley Scott movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen part of it, but I never saw the whole thing. Some people really like it, but it's like kind of wild and weird. Yeah, I watched that recently. It's it's it is wild and weird. Yeah. Uh, 2014, he does Fury. Never saw that. I saw it in theaters. Uh, he's in a tank. Yeah, it's a tank I movie. I don't care about that. If there's it's, a tank in a movie, team guys. I'm out. It's tank team. It's what now? Tank team. Okay. Yeah, there. Uh, yeah, it's it's fine. It is what it is. Um, 2015, by the sea. Oh boy. Yeah, things are. Oh boy, things written, are rocky. Written and directed things by are, Angelina Jolie. Things are rocky at home. Did I know she wrote and directed? I'm not sure. Well, listen, she can do it all. Also in 2015, The Big Short. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're and then 2016, Allied. Which I missed that one. Allied and By the Sea are the same movie, movie as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Don't know the synopsis for either. <laughs> but I mean, uh, okay. <laughs> what? I mean, uh, uh, isn't Allied some like war movie? Yes. And By the Sea, I think, is like a... Like, By the Sea, a couple tries to repair their marriage while staying at a hotel in France. Yeah. Hmm. And then By the Sea... Uh, in 1942, a Canadian intelligence officer in North Africa <laughs> encounters a female French resistance fighter on a deadly mission behind enemy lines. Oh, it's when close. they reunite in London, their relationship is tested by the pressures of war. Okay, that's pretty All similar right. to going to France to work on your marriage. Sure, sure, sure. All right, yeah, same movie. You're right. <laughs> 2017, War Machine. Okay, this yeah, this is a weird. See, this is this, this inferior is... Are the same movie. Right. Well, so is Allied. Oh, yeah. No, Allied is by the sea. No, the... Allied War Machine and whatever whatever Fury Road. Just Fury. Yeah, I know. Um, Didn't want... Uh, this is a Netflix He's movie. just trying to get away from home at this point, I think. is. <laughs> yes, that's that's correct. That's correct. It's the first uh, non-theater movie. Yeah. I well. believe. Uh, next up, 2018, but not really because just Cameron. He's in Deadpool 2. Yeah. He's literally in like, I don't know, 10 frames of it. Uh, well, 2019. Deadpool, Deadpool returns the favor. 2019, he's back, baby. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Ad Astra. Yeah, baby. Have you seen Ad Astra? Yeah, I saw it in theaters. Did you? Uh, I did not see it in theaters. Good movie. But I have seen it. Yeah. It's like one of those that you... I could see some people like loving. Mm-hmm. I thought it was good, but uh, he's he's good in it. It's Daddy issues the movie. <laughs> yeah, basically. It might as well be called Dad Daddy Ast- issue. Dad, Dad Astra. Astra. Wow. Good uh, stuff. And I, I, you know, I'm famously out on space movies, but we've blown past uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood here, which of course well, is the first of our triple feature. The first of our triple feature is Oscar win. 
That's right. After all these years, Brad Pitt finally wins an Oscar for a movie that I would argue, and I think the Academy argued as well, is the quintessential Brad performance. Sort of Brad at his essence. He's definitely very Brad. The distillation of Brad. He's just perfect in it. He's so good. He's, I mean, it's like, it's, it's absolutely, so much of this movie is him just like driving around LA yeah, and like vibing and it's riveting to watch. I mean, you and I watch this, I, I, it's, I, it's just a fantastic movie. We could have started it right over from the beginning, right when we finished it. It's so good. Probably should have watched it twice instead of 12 monkeys. On, <laughs> please. <laughs> It's it's just so good, and it's like it it works so well because of him, and it's it's a deceivingly great performance, I think. And I'm I'm glad it was received as well as it was, I guess, for his sake, because what he's doing almost feels so effortless in it. Right, it but could, like it could be overlooked for you know, but he's just being himself. It whatever. really. It's hard to imagine anybody else doing what he's doing in it, and he is so funny in it as well. Like yeah. the, I mean, the whole, I mean, he's funny. It's a comedic performance, basically. But like the final climax of him, it's just, it's he's just like remarkably funny. Yeah, yeah. And he, it's just, it's, it's perfect. And he is throughout the whole movie too, and it all yeah. builds to that. But like his, his just little. His little moments throughout are just perfect. And, like, his delivery on everything is just this, Yeah, you know, he just encompasses that character in such a great yeah. way. And and obviously the kind of bromance with Leo is just... Well, Le- you know, we can do a whole Leo episode, but Leo is matches him step for step. Like, he is, Leo is phenomenal. In this movie. Yeah. He's so good. Agreed. But it's, I mean, it's... It... It's a fun performance to watch after watching so many different Brad performances throughout a week or two where it's like, it, you know, first of all, represents this pinnacle of his career. Obviously, he finally wins an Oscar, this big moment in his career. But even the movie itself is kind of reflective of, like, where he is in his career. Kind of this, like, totally. I don't want to say washed up, but, you know, sort of aging sort of guy in Hollywood and what that means and what that does. Yeah, and, and Tarantino is obviously playing that uh, purposefully yeah. with, with both Leo and Brad. and It's just great. It's just, yeah, it's... Uh, what a movie. It's so, it's it's just great. It's really, really good. And it, it... I... It's one of those performances where I, I, I sort of said this, I guess, but, like, I don't know that anybody else could have done what he did with it and so it's fun to watch that to f- just watch like the perfect encapsulation of like you know, movie meets performance yes yes and i think that's actually you know you saying that made me kind of just sort of place or think about brad in in a way that I think he might not get as much credit as he deserves just kind of as an actor you think about you know, your Leo's and but like the way Brad like Brad could have been in the DiCaprio role as well. I think. Yeah. Like I don't think there's many people that can do both. And I think he's on that list. I think. 
I'm not quite. It's it's honestly difficult for me to see either of them switching. So all right. So but if they just flipped roles, right? Ooh, you know, that's an interesting movie too. I was gonna say I could see Brad in the Leo role, but I couldn't see Leo in the Brad role. But now that I'm thinking about it, it might. I mean, it works perfectly as is, obviously. Yeah. But it's kind of fascinating to think about. I mean, Brad's career is really interesting because he, despite doing so many of these kind of like auteur working with like great directors, like working with like Terrence Malick or like Andrew Dominic or like David Fincher when like he could have just gone and done whatever the hell he wanted to do. Yeah. It's interesting because those movies themselves aren't all at the same time, like weren't really like awards plays. Right. Like they weren't these like stereotypical, like has he, has, has Brad ever been like a biopic? Uh, We just went through this entire fucking thing. Hang on. Let me start at, uh, let me start back (laughs) at hunk and see, (laughs) but you know what I mean? Like it, it never felt like along the way that he was compromising anything that he wanted. I mean, maybe like making. I mean, this is why he's such Angelina. a fascinating career. Like, yeah, obviously he has the one franchise with the Oceans movies, but like, and I guess that's what a franchise sort of was in the early two thousands. But yeah. there's, there's no superhero stuff. Other but those than movies are really cameos. fun and good. Right. Like, right. Right. But he never, he never, he hasn't there, gone like Marvel. Soderbergh movies, you know what I mean? It's not like he was going off to make, right? You know, the Gray Man or whatever. Yeah, exactly. which I guess was allied. But well, yeah, there is that little Netflix run with, you know, War Machine and Ugh. yeah. I guess that's the only Netflix one. But well, he had a divorce to pay for, I suppose. <laughs> World War Z is kind of a franchise type movie. Yeah. But yeah, no, no real biopics here. It's all, it's a lot of really interesting movies with really interesting directors. Yeah, and like it, it never really felt like he was doing anything he didn't want to be doing. What a career! Brad Pitt underrated. Oh, oh, so um, well, we're not even to the the reason for the season. Well, we are now, right? Nothing. Oh, well, he's in the Lost City, which came out earlier this year, which which I of seen. course I saw in theaters alone. Uh, I didn't see it. That's see... very silly, Brad. Small role? Small, yeah, small role, but a little bit bigger than I thought. Like, he, I thought it was just going to be, like, a cameo. He's right. in a few scenes. Gotcha. And he's fun, you know? And then, of course, uh, this past week, Bullet Train. Oh, boy. <laughs> now... We saw Bullet Train. Yes, we did. Are we going to talk about Cheesecake Factory? Oh, I guess we get. All right. I'm setting a timer for two minutes. We're doing two <laughs> minutes on the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> okay. Truly all. All right. On your mark, get set, go. Okay, you go. All right. Daniel had a gift card to the Cheesecake Factory that he Thank got you. a long time ago, and we've been laughing about potentially using it and seeing a movie at the Grove for a long time. So we did. Yeah. And <laughs> first of all, we tried to like get a table before the movie. Correct. Uh, Line up hour, hour long wait. Yeah. <laughs> um. So eventually, we made a late reservation for after the movie. Nine thirty p.m. <laughs> <laughs> we 
We went to we we get our table. We had a post movie dinner sort of thing, drinks, <laughs> uh, Cheesecake Factory. At least this past Saturday night at the Grove at nine thirty p.m. has to has to be the worst restaurant on the face of the earth. <laughs> there there couldn't be nothing worse, especially when you consider how crowded it is. Like when you consider the amount of people going. Th- to it. Oh, I mean, they can't get they keep, they're it's packed. They're completely packed, kicking people out. Now, I guess the best way to describe how's it, your timer looking? Uh, we have uh, fifty seconds. Oh boy, the best and maybe the only way needed to describe our experience there was uh, Cheesecake Factory. If anyone's ever been there, obviously know they have the longest, the cheesecake, longest cheesecake menu in the oh. entire world. Of course, they didn't have any of the physical menus, so you had to do it on your phone. You were literally swiping through, like, tabs and tabs and tabs and pages. So, whatever. We order. <laughs> Waitress comes back and says, oh, we don't have this. Or of the, like, five things we ordered, they didn't have, like, three of them. Correct. Uh, she comes back with a printed-out list of things they were out of. And so now, as we're trying to reorder, we're l- quite literally cross-referencing <laughs> the ungodly length menu on our phones with this printed out list of it's things. It's also important that, that the printout list was just a long receipt. Oh, there's your uh, timer. Uh, hey, uh, that was that was your cheesecake. That was your two minutes on Cheesecake Factory. Uh, just just to to finish that up. Oh, okay. This is a PSA. I said I'd do a PSA. PSA. The Cheesecake Factory is the worst restaurant in the world. Under no circumstances should anyone ever go. I would just like to say an addendum to that is the fact that we were at the Grove. I think if you were going to a Cheesecake Factory in, you know, Columbus, Ohio, it might not be quite as bad. Oh. That's all I'm saying. Okay, also, you did not even mention the margarita. <laughs> There's not enough time to Sorry. mention the margarita. Sorry. Uh, astounding margarita. Wow. What an experience, though. What I mean, I mean I would know, I go, I, ba- I would would I go, go back. back tomorrow? Hundred <laughs> percent. Without a doubt, I'd go back tomorrow. I mean, we made friends with the cute baby next to us. Oh, I made friends with the baby. Baby just staring at us. We're making faces at the baby. It was so fun. Oh, what a baby! Why was there a baby at Cheesecake Factory at 10 p.m.? <laughs> now you know these are the questions I don't have answers to. <laughs> so bullet train, bullet train. So bullet train. Here's what I'll say about bullet train. Didn't really like it. <laughs> it's too long. It's it, it's 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 way too long. Again, like this movie should be an hour forty-five. I it's don't like, know why an you're extra half hour stuffed in there. I don't know why you're making this like action heisty thing. It does not need to be more than an hour and forty minutes. It just doesn't. Yeah. It, it and it's not that it's like. It, it just makes your story worse. I don't know. I think there's this just, like, idea that, like, a longer movie makes it more important. I, do, I don't know. I think they just try to stuff too many. Th- like, there's so many characters, and they all have to have their little thing. And it's like, there yeah. just isn't enough space for it all to work. No. I mean, the movie, it's not a terrible movie. It's like. An enjoyable watch for the most part, but eventually you're like, all right, this should have ended 20 minutes ago. The the final act just feels like it go. I mean, it lit. I, I I said this, but I truly cannot remember the last time I was sitting in a theater more 
ready for a movie to end. <laughs> really? I mean, was that because we had Cheesecake Factory to get to? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I had a vegan Cobb salad waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a bunch of vegetables on a plate. And a margarita. And a margarita that felt like they dumped it into the toilet. To... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, Bullet. I... I, I, I I did not care for it. And I think Brad's performance also didn't really do much for me. We like, I found his character to be really annoying and grating. So I think the fact that he's the star of this movie and is such a part of obviously what is happening on screen. And I just didn't really like when he was. Yeah, yeah that's, that's fair. Uh, he didn't, he didn't bother me in that sense. I yeah. mean, but it just didn't get me. I, I wanted like, I wanted some like really cool action sequences. There's just none of that. And it's like a lot of not that cool action sequences. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's some decent a lot stuff of but not Yeah, there's nothing that quite hits that level where you're just like, "Oh shit, that was awesome." Yeah, no, you know. Not at all. But and then Sandra Bullock shows up at the end and I, I do just have to say this, but like <laughs> whoever did Sandra Bullock's hair and makeup for this movie, and she is in the movie for I mean, she's like the She's the her voiceover is present throughout. She's Brad Pitt's boss or whatever handler. handler thank you. Um, she shows up for all of thirty seconds at the end, looking like someone just tried to like drown her in a swamp. <laughs> but she's supposed to look like regal. She looks insane. Whoever did that to her? Whoever did that to poor Sandy? Wow. Poor they Sandy. should be on the bullet train. They should be eaten by a snake. There's now, a snake on the bullet train. Oh, my one question. Yeah. Did the you... show was the showdown between two characters that we didn't really follow the entire movie yet? Couldn't tell you either of their names. <laughs> Did you know that so much of the plot of Bullet Train was going to revolve around Thomas the Tank? No. This is essentially a Thomas the Tank Engine movie. Yeah, I mean, I like this is a train connection there. <sighs> It was a bit much. They they just every little thing that could have been a little nugget of a joke is expanded so far and right. hit over the head so many times that it's just pitiful. I think what saves this movie from being like really bad, just from being instead of being really bad, it's just kind of like eh, whatever, fine. Is that it has a great cast and like yeah. For the most part, everyone's not that they're necessarily giving great performances, but like there's enough charisma on screen at all times with no matter who is in the scene that you're yeah. like it's watchable. I can agree I can agree with that. You know, we get we get a little bad bunny. Bad bunny. Brian Tyree Henry, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Joey King. Joey King is great. Others Zazzy Beats in it for about thirty seconds. Michael Shannon Ugh. shows up. Michael Shannon, who didn't really know what was what he was doing, uh, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. Ultimately, I mean, Ryan Reynolds is in it. Channing Tatum is in it. <laughs> True. Boy, oh boy. Uh, ultimately, when we look back at the career of Brad Pitt, uh, I don't think many people are going to be discussing Bullet Train. No, I don't think so. It's going to be yeah. It was interesting. There was a minute there where we kind of thought it might be like a little breakout August hit since it's yeah. really the only big the, August release. Because the first trailer I thought was pretty good. Yeah. And then this... In, yeah. It kind of 
went a little bit downhill from there. Yeah. But you know, not, not terrible. Watchable movie. Whatever. It's fine. Well, all right. So we, we've reached the point here. Where we yeah, have the only thing that matters. Our Brad Pitt hot Mount, Mount Rushmore. Rushmore. Mount Hotmore. Ma- Brad Pitt Mount Hotmore. All right. I think without question, we have two entries that we can lock in are we doing in or are we teaming up to make one mount rushmore or are we giving our own individual let's team up let's okay. team up i mean you're you're right i think we're going to be very on the same page i think we have to put um Thelma and louise and we have to put fight club i i on think the brad Pitt, I, mount I think Hotmore. i think that that is correct uh i'm willing i'm, I'm ready to listen to other nominations okay and you mentioned troy earlier that's that's that, I, I, that's on the short list for one I'm of the two out, remaining spots. I'm out on Troy. Wow, he's Mount. he's come all the way through here. <laughs> I'm out on Troy for the Mount Hotmiss. Mount Hotmiss? <laughs> the hell is that? Um. All right. Of the things we want, a river runs through it. No. No, I don't think so. Um, interview with the vampire. No. <laughs> Legends of the Fall. Didn't he's, see it. He's pretty hot in Legends of the Fall. Let me let me find a. An image here, yeah, but I, I don't know if it's like peak Brad though. Seven? Do you think he's hot in seven? See, seven is seven. We're not far away. Seven might be on there. Yeah, you could put it on the on the extended list, and we'll we'll narrow from there. Uh, Twelve monkeys. You putting that one on there? He actually is hot. In oh, well, when he's I mean, in like, the mental ward, he is. But then when he's out, he has like the long hair. Yeah, he's so addicted to having long hair. <laughs> I know. Um, seven years in Tibet. Is he hot in that? No. A uh, Micho Black. I am putting on the extended list. Okay. It's like par- partially because it's different, you know. Sure. He's got a different look going because, for instance, uh, Snatch. He basically looks the same as he does in like Fight Club. Well, see, this is the problem where like, I think Snatch. I think Snatch. Snatch is Snatch is close. Oh, I'm okay with that. I'm just saying it's kind of like do we want I, variety I, on our list here? I, I see what you're saying. Like he's absurdly hot in Snatch. I see what you're saying. But what would the alternative? What would the alternative? Like Micho Black, I get, but like. Well, hold on, we're still going here. I, know, I the, know, I know, Any of the oceans? No, I mean he's he's. I think the I forget which one. I think he's real. He's he's got terrible hair, and I think two of the three, but the other one he's very hot in. Yeah, and then also, like, there's, uh, like, we were talking about Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Right. He, like, kind of pulls off the hair. All right, hold on. I'm looking up the, all right, he's hot in Ocean's Eleven. It's a little bit, like, blondy. Yeah. Short. Yeah. Uh, Ocean's Twelve, he's got the buzz cut like he does in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. So, no-go, because we'd take Mr. and Mrs. Smith over it. Ocean's 13. Uh, ooh. Oh, you know what is all... Well, you know what is Ocean's all... 13 might be a nominee. Hold on. All right, so, yeah, Troy, we mentioned Mr. and Mrs. Smith. But do you know, you know what we haven't even discussed is uh, one that... Benjamin Button? <laughs> one that should be on the list is the Mexican. Oh. Is he very hot in the Mexican? I've never seen it. Ocean's 13. The Mexican, he's wearing like a long sleeve shirt under a t-shirt. I can't. Well, hold on. You got you to gotta look a little bit harder. 
I'm out. I don't think we can pick an Ocean's movie. It just feels a little too whatever. I think he's hotter in Ocean's 13 than the Mexican. It is uh. interesting, though. The Mexican isn't doing it for me. Okay. I think... All right, hold on. Let's I see if there's I've any said... other to throw on the, the extended list here. You, well, you know what one is not a bad choice is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, that could, like, older Brad Pitt nominee. On the Roof? The Roof's great. He was in such great shape in that movie. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Um, But, like... Oh, all right, yeah. That, that's more of a variety pick as well. Yes. In a sense, because, like, there's no way, you know... If we're being honest, that we're taking like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Brad over like Snatch Brad. Correct. But if we want to have a different nice. versions of them, sure. uh, it does make sense. Uh, Benjamin Button, actually, when he's like, sure, when he's in at the right age, he's like very, very good looking. Now, should we look into K for California? <laughs> Probably, actually. Uh, anything else here? I think the only late career one is Once Upon a Time, right? I think here's what I'll propose. I, I, I'm locked in on Fight Club. Sure. Thelma and Louise. Sure. Seven. Seven. And Snatch. Seven and Snatch. Oh, wow. And I understand that that's not much diversity in terms of overall appearance. Yeah. Or era, really. Right. I mean, Thelma, whatever. But... It's almost hard to deviate from that. I'm I'm willing to listen to objections. Um, I think objectively those are. What was the third one? Seven. Seven. Right. right. I think objectively those are. Those are pretty good picks. I I just want a little more variety in mine. I'm. Okay. I think Thelma and Fight Club are there. I'm going meet Joe Black. Okay, that's fine. You can this have like, me, you can have meet Joe Black. Look, meet Joe Black in a tuxedo. I mean, come on. That's, sure. You need if you, you need a classy Brad <laughs> represented here. Fair enough. You you went with four trashy Brads. Hey, how dare you? What? Which one of those four is he not trashy? Like I guess seven is he's yeah he's a trashy. detective. <laughs> yeah, but he's a mess. Um, and my la- call me Ray Kondo, baby. I'm going. I'm going to keep with my variety thing and go once upon a time in Hollywood. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Apologies to uh, Troy by and, the sea uh, <laughs> and Mr. and Mrs. Smith and Ocean's Thirteen. Yeah, here's what I want to ask you. Maybe this we can wrap it up on this. What does his career look like moving forward? Because we were talking about this a little bit, I guess, but like. I think winning that Oscar was such an important thing in terms of what comes next. Not that it ever felt like he was really chasing that. Like, that's what we were just saying. Like, right. it never really felt like it mattered that much to him. But now it's not even, it doesn't even have to be a thing that people talk about. I just wonder what he does for the rest of his career. Is it more stuff like Bullet Train? Is it. Does he sort of lean harder now into stuff that he really wants to be doing, working with directors on smaller, more interesting stuff? Or is it just a balance of the two forever? I think it's just going to be a balance of the two forever. Like, I, think, I think so. So, I mean, just looking at his upcoming acting projects, we have Babylon later this well, year. Well, I mean, that's another thing. I mean, Babylon Prestige is... Prestige movie. Yeah. 
um, Damien Chazelle's new movie, obviously. Uh, the other things, so the only he has one in production apparently, although there's not much info about it. But he's co-starring with Clooney in a in a movie that John Watts is directing. Okay. Uh, it appears to be follows two lone wolf fixers who are assigned to the same job. So that sounds like kind of a little bit of gray man fun. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um. And then the the big one that's in development, I guess, is the the Formula One movie with Joseph Kaczynski, the Top Gun Maverick director. Right. Um, and that, yeah, I mean that those three right there feel like pretty much an exact balance of what he's been doing forever. Yeah. And you have to and respect like, it. it. Later in his career, it feels like he had a killer, you know, fifteen year stretch in the middle, and now it's kind of like some of them are great, and the others are. Mm-hmm. Not great, and that was kind of the way it was at and the beginning. Who cares? Too. Yeah, but yeah, man, what a career! Yeah, I mean it. Fascinating. And uh, he left Jennifer Aniston for Angelina Jolie. Okay, good night. I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we went through the whole movie career and hardly even touched on that. The biggest tabloid story of all time centered around him. And still managed to, I mean, all three of them, really. Although, you know, the women, of course, get the brunt of it, despite the fact that he's the one that cheated. But, you know, whatever. Um, I mean, they're all they're all well-liked. None of them are. She still has, like, a stain on her. I think a public. Jennifer? No, Angelina. Oh. Oh. I think people look at her as, like, kind of a. I mean, it's always sort of been her thing. I mean, she was drinking people's blood. and Yeah, she's always been annoying like that. Annoying? I'm sorry? She, you just started with she was drinking people's blood. It's yeah. fine. Who cares? I don't find that annoying. I think what that's about, cool. What about kissing her Talk brother? About, that was hot. That shit was so hot. <laughs> uh, no, Brad. Listen. What about adopting a ton of kids? Oh, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. Where's their father? Huh? Where's their father? They're enrolling in college. He hasn't even seen them anymore. Yeah, he does. No, he doesn't. He makes uh, every effort to. Yeah, I'm sure. I saw an email about that the other day. Yeah, me too. I, I see emails. I read the subject line. Um, yeah, no, I'm sure he's, yeah. Making, All right, we don't have time to get into this. Um, what, final thoughts on Brad Pitt? Uh, what, so I uh, think what's, what what's your you answer? Said, well. Is he hot or is he? I think it's both. Was it? Is he? Is he is he a good actor or is he just hot? <laughs> right. And I think I do think it's both. I think that he accomplishes. I mean, he he can skate by in his good looks and move if he wants, and I think he's probably done that sometimes. But like, I do think that he is a good actor, and I I think the thing that I respect the most about him is the fact that he hasn't just leaned on that. Is that he's consistently made interesting choices throughout his career, and like does feel like a legitimate movie fan and is interested in making good movies with interesting people. And, you know, when you're the biggest star in the world and you go make the tree of life with like Terrence Malick, you know, it's hard not to have some respect for that. Yeah, totally. I mean, if it, it felt like there was a narrative about him for a long time. Where it was like, he's kind of this like super hot guy. Who's kind of a dope and like, yeah, just kind of is in, but like, I don't think that was ever true watching Agreed. some of these early movies Agreed, and seeing sure. kind of pretty nuanced performances even even early on and as as his star was exploding and so I, I mean I think 
I think he's underrated as an actor, and you know, he's never really considered one of the great. Act- he's one of the biggest stars, but never really one of the great actors of his generation. But when you yep. look at when you look back at this, uh, you know, his resume, I, I think he's got a pretty good case against that you can put up against most anyone of his generation. Well, I think what you said about the desert island thing is a good point. Yeah, like, like he. It's hard. It's hard not to bet against that. It's 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 a hell of a filmography. Mm-hmm. Something for every mood, especially the horny one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a nice trip. Oh, thank you. See you next fall. I'm gonna watch Meet Joe Black on the plane next fall. Have a next Have a nice trip. See you next fall. I don't get it. You don't know the saying, have a nice trip, see you next fall? Legends of the fall? Oh, my God. Have a nice trip, see you next fall. I don't know what you're saying. You're, you That's, keep saying it's a, it's thing. a thing people say. When they say, have a nice trip, oh, see you next fall. Oh, I get it. It's hilarious trip stuff. Fall. Trip and fall. It's hilarious stuff. Trip and fall. There you go. Have a nice trip, see you next fall. Trip and fall. I get it now. Okay. See you back. I got to go pack. Ugh. (laughs) All right. Bye. I love you, Brad. Bye. Good night.